Michael. Hey, my name is Oliver Dench. I play Xander Duvall on Pandora, and I am on Below the Belt Show. Of course. Uh, Tina Kashani on Below the Belt, Belt Show. <laughs> and watch Pandora. Uh, well, season finale just happened, so stream it on the CW app. Nice. My name is Ben Radcliffe. I play Raylan on the TV show Pandora, and I'm on Below the Belt. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> The Below the Belt show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Hose down. Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> On wax off. Yeah, that's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BTB Below the Belt in the Mother Effin House. I'm your host, Al Soto, aka Celebrity Soto. Fresh back from New York City, from New York Comic Con, where Below the Belt Show covered some amazing panels, uh, got some great interviews, attended some pretty cool events, and that's right, also in attendance at New York Comic Con, that's right, the king of the 80s, the one and the only, the demotivational speaker, Chachi McFly. What's going on? Back from New York as well, right? Yeah, yeah. back from New York. Good times, good times in NYC, the New York Comic Con, the premier Comic Con on the East Coast, although we have not been to San Diego Comic Con. Supposedly, that's the biggest and best You've one. You've never been? No, I'm I sure. have not been sure to San Diego Comic Con. Oh. Yeah, I have not been to have San Diego Comic Con. Me? Yeah. No, I would love to. <laughs> like, love to, but I've I always been. have conflicts. <laughs> but let's go ahead and introduce the rest of the room, starting with, that's right, guys, he is the one and only, the lovable, the huggable, <laughs> Big Nick, a.k.a. The Captain. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Thank you for flying Air BTB. Please keep your seatbelts fastened with your seat back straight up and your tray table in its upright and locked position. Hey, I got it the whole time. I got the whole way through. Oh, without, st without stopping. St uh, stuttering? Without stuttering? St st stuttering. St stuttering? <laughs> Good job, Big Nick. All right. All right. We have a lovely presence in the studio. <laughs> we got to keep this up every every week, you know. <laughs> she is the lovely redhead, a.k.a. Miss Snorkels, <laughs> a.k.a. Triple Dubs. Triple Dubs. Triple Dubs. <laughs> Actress <laughs> extraordinaire. She does a lot of other things. She is Vanessa Meadows. Hello. <laughs> Vanessa Meadows, good to have you all below the belt show. Thank you. All right. Thank well, you. first of all, it's been a minute um, since BTB was, uh, has been back for the fall season. Mm -hmm. I think you were here for one of our last shows of the um, you know, uh, spring season. Yeah. Um, but you're back. And um, wow, I, I am so impressed with all these amazing events that you get to attend. Oh, of course, you were just at the Toronto Film Festival, right? I was, yeah. Yeah, in September. Mm -hmm. If you could tell us a little bit about that experience. Sure. Uh, so, it was my first time going, uh, and as usual with most 
things that I'm new at. My my goal is to just experience it all. Nice. I don't really have any other objectives other than that and meeting nice people. Um, and I did. I met a ton of great people. Uh, I've connected with some. Um, and uh, I was mainly there to be on a women in film panel nice. for, um, yeah. And um, is there a club? I hear uh, music. Yeah. <laughs> One would, one would say there is yeah, something, <laughs> of, uh, something of, a of that nature, but okay. please, nonetheless, please don't, <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, let yeah, that yeah. Sorry, you. sorry, yeah. Um, <laughs> let me just turn this little switch. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the women in film panel that I was involved with um, was really just to talk about issues that women tend to face in the industry. Uh, but what was really great about it was all of us there seemed to understand that it's not just issues that only women face okay that they're issues that everybody faces women may tend to experience them more often in certain uh circumstances but everybody deals with them and it, so it was just a really wonderful experience to be able to share those issues so people listening and watching because it, right. it was streamed live and the audience knew that a they weren't alone but also how we as people in the industry deal with those issues um mm. and that, I that probably was guess a, few a highlight issues. for me i know you mentioned yeah issues, but is it like the pay disparage in hollywood um uh roles for women um or the me too movement what what what, uh, sure. what aspects are you uh are you delving into? Uh, well, so for me personally, there were a lot of topics brought up, but um, for me personally, it, it was bullying um, and it was harassment. Okay. Uh, and, and it was also, you know, being treated like you're a woman, which I'm, I'm fine. I'm not an extreme feminist. I don't know what that means, but mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm not constantly looking for or am sensitive to things that occur with me and other people where I'm like, oh, they only did that because I'm a woman. I'm, I'm not really highly sensitive to that. But when it does happen, uh, well, when certain things do happen, I do wonder, is it because I'm a woman? Mm. Am I being treated like I'm not smart or like I don't know what I'm talking about because I'm a woman? Or is it because of my height or the way I talk? Or the fact that they don't know me. Like, I never want to assume it's my sex. But there are definitely certain things that occur where I definitely feel less, made to feel less than because of my sex. And uh, those were some of the things that, that I brought up on the panel. Well, we we hope we have a more welcoming presence here on Below the Belt Show. Of course, show. if if <laughs> it wasn't, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> so we certainly hope that that uh, none of those issues arise. God forbid, here on Below the Belt Show. <laughs> no, but it's good, and I like the fact that you guys push the boundaries because I think it's important to not be serious, like too serious, yeah. right? Yes. Um, you have to yes. be able to talk freely and share freely, and if there's ever an issue. You know, for me to feel like I'm in a safe enough environment where I can address those issues with you um, and, and let you know, I feel that way. And that's why I keep coming back. Oh, well, there you go. And it's a lot of <laughs> fucking fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, that that was one aspect. Uh, what else? I know uh, you partied with some celebrities at the Toronto Fun Festival. I you. did. Yes. I did. And I can't say that they personally invited me, uh, but people that personally knew them invited mm -hmm. me. Okay. Um, Please and elaborate. I, I did get to talk with them. Uh, well, 
<laughs> I don't like to name drop. Aww. I really don't. Uh, but I, 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 I did um, personally talk with Lee F. Schreiber okay. at the wrap party for his film Human Capital, Sweet. directed by Mark Myers. Cool. Um, Mr. Yeah, Ray Donovan himself. He was really yeah, cool. Dude. Yeah, he was very chill. Very chill. He seems um, like a chill guy. Oh yeah, yeah. And, he, and, he al- and he also seems like he's like six foot eight. He, seems like he was pretty. Tall. He didn't tower over to hear me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was loud oh, at the party, nice. yeah. but like, he did have to bend ear. forward. Yeah, Put his ear next <laughs> yeah. to you just so he can hear better. <laughs> and then uh, Maya Hawk was there, and also Peter Sarsgaard. Maya was there. I, I didn't talk yes. to them, but Chip shoots uh, Chips Ahoy. Chips Ahoy. Scoops Ahoy. Scoops Ahoy. That's yeah. Peter Hawk's daughter are. and Uma Thurman's Uma yeah. daughter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so it, it was nice, and, and that's not why I go to the parties, of course. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they were there was was kind of cool for my husband. He mm. drove up to Toronto um just to experience the film festival with me because he's not in the industry. He should right. be, but yeah. he's not. Mm. Um, <laughs> and he literally his elbow rubbed Peter Sarsgaard's elbow, really? and he turned to me and he was like. I just literally rubbed elbows <laughs> with a celebrity. <laughs> literally. Miss Miss Yeah, so he I mean he played it cool, you know, but he thought that that was just kind of funny and That's real. Yeah, so it was it was a really great experience and Toronto's a great city. It's it's yeah. like Baltimore, but less How busy so? and cleaner. <laughs> and, and I don't so say that in a mean way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what, are, what are the similarities uh, with Toronto and Baltimore? Okay, so the, sol- the the similarities I would say is it feels, it's not a small city, but to me it feels small. So it, it feels like there's sort of a chill, laid back rhythm to it. It's not overcrowded like New York City. Right. It's not. Um, That's definitely the case in New York. It, yep. Yep. Yeah, it, it's not um, showy. It just is what it is. And it's very art centric. So um, mm. I feel I felt very safe walking around. Um, the film festival itself, though, really is centered on this one street. Um, off of King Street, uh-huh. um, and that's where most of the theaters are, and most of the kind of like Main Street for Sundance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only it's it's a little bit more spread out. Okay. Um, th- the panels are not as accessible as I I wish they were. There, there aren't as many panels as mm-hmm. Sundance, and that's one thing I really mm-hmm. love about Sundance is yeah. you can learn a lot. Yeah. Um, one day I'll go to Sundance. It's yeah. great. It's, if you like to be cold, it's wonderful. Item, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exciting. Oh, what yeah. else? What else? Yeah, I know you still run your um, your uh, workshops. Yeah, uh, you're you're a coach. Yeah, you know, I uh, have uh, I have a workshop me- coming up for memorization. So if you have any difficulty. Um, with memorizing lines or just memorizing in general. Or just relaxing as an actor. Yeah, yeah, it's not just about memorizing. But I do have one coming up for the SAG Conservatory on November 2nd, nice. if anyone wants. Wow, uh, it's just an cool. hour-long one. It's sort of like a highlights yeah. um, because they're ha- they're having a, a health and wellness day, hmm. which I think is awesome for actors. Health and wellness is so important yeah, to sure. protect your instrument and be the best product you can be because we're all selling ourselves in That's a... Non way to put it. Bad way. Sexual, that's not <laughs> sexual <laughs> way. <laughs> We're all but prostitutes in one way or another. I am so glad you're back, Vanessa Meadows. Thank it, you. It's, thank a, it's you. a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank uh, you on much. the acting front, are you in front of the camera? Any updates on that? Yeah. So I filmed in August mm. on a film called Blue. Cool. Uh, yeah. It's uh, directed by Ziad Foti, uh, and he is 
an amazing director. Absolutely inspirational, very calming, jived with him a lot. And I just finished writing a screenplay that um, he and I are going to meet about this week or next week to talk about possibly moving forward with with that, um, with him directing. But it, that, that's not like a, right. a sure thing. But um, our relationship has continued because I think we just jive so well and he's he's just a great a great person. Uh, and right after Toronto, I filmed a documentary about a group road trip that um, drives cars 30 years or older, $1,500 or less. And so mm. I've been... I've been busy, and I, I'm looking forward to hmm. just spending some time in my pajamas eating ice cream yes. and drooling watching the TV. Yes. As you should. You burned it. <laughs> yes. Thank ice you. Ice cream. Everybody loves ice cream. Well, except, yeah. Except those damn vegans. No, I'm joking. <laughs> there is really no, good vegan, vegan ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah, no. It is pretty good. I tried good. it, and it tastes like you're eating frozen charcoal. It's no, bad. it does not. <laughs> Awful. It's, it's grainy. <laughs> it just it makes my heart sad. You've had the wrong kind. I'll bring you some next time. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. I am so glad. So uh, we have an incredible show from top to bottom, as we always do here on Below the Belt Show. Um, We have two incredible call-in guests, guys. Excited. Because one... Uh, you might be familiar with some of the work that Courtney uh, Hope has done as, I ha- as, I am, as a yeah. voiceover artist mm-hmm. for video games and yes. as an actress mm-hmm. in The Bold and the Beautiful. Yep. Courtney uh, Hope uh, will be calling in to Blow the Belt Show. And uh, from our friends over at um, Mike Leota's Public Relations Company, um, PR Machine, as he branched off from True Public Relations, um, Mike uh, is bringing back for the third time on Below the Belt Show... An actor who knocks out of the park every time he calls in. Uh, Adrian Martinez. He's a series regular on ABC's Stumptown, which also stars uh, Colby, uh, Kobe Smulders, which you might uh, know and love from How I Met Your Mother. And, of course, from the Marvel MCU universe, she's Maria Hill of S.H.I.E.L.D. And um, also stars um, new girl favorite uh, Jake Johnson as well. Um, but we cannot talk. Wait to talk to uh, the one and only Adrian Martinez. Mm-hmm. Um, a while ago, we had him on uh, to promote The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which is a film he did with Ben Stiller a while yeah, back. Yeah, I love that and, movie. Uh, yeah, and he's, he's coming back here on Below the Vulture. He had so. a pretty good part in that movie, too. He did. Yeah. He did it had a great part. So this this guy's a really hot... Has, Really big name in the industry, and I'm glad that he's happy to talk to us here on Below the Belcher. We're happy to have yeah. him. And congrats to him for uh, landing a series regular role, mm-hmm. which is always one of the goals as an actor to get that series regular. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> on Stumptown and to work with Kobe Smulders. I mean, she's awesome. Yeah, you know? dude. Um, and, uh, There's a hot <clears throat> Canadian. Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Also, um, we're moving on with On Location. We finally went through all our Tribeca interviews. Uh, as you know, we had to... I'll play them a little later because of our summer hiatus. But now, uh, moving on to Creative Coalition's um, event in um, April. Um, or rather, it was May, actually, because they did not have an event for the White House Correspondence Dinner. They actually had it in May instead. Um, <coughs> we have Ethan Kakowski, um, best known for his work on Shameless. We have actor Tim Daly from Madam Secretary. And to tie in... Comic-Con, because we were just there. Uh, Anthony Rapp from Star Trek Discovery. So, 
that uh, those interviews will be uh, on the program a little later, pre-recorded interviews, which we're really excited about. Um, and then, of course, next week we'll play the rest of the Creative Coalition interviews. But, uh, wow, what an amazing show from top to bottom. So uh, I guess we'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, New York Comic Con because, wow, what an amazing time. Uh, our first day there, we go directly to the Walking Dead panel. Uh, for This is for season 10, can you believe? 10 it's seasons, been 10 seasons wow. of The Walking Wild. Dead. Yeah, that is. So we got treated to um, a great panel with um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays Negan, Norman Reedus, Denai Guerrero, Josh McDermott, Seth Gilliam, Ross Marquand, Kelly Fleming, who plays Judith. Um, and it should be noted that Denai Guerrero is leaving The Walking Dead. Um, she just announced at Comic-Con that she just filmed her last scenes, which means... I know they're still in production uh, for uh, this current season. I think their last few episodes. So that means Michonne's exit will be somewhere towards uh, the middle of the second half. So um, whether we, whether you know, Michonne is killed off, which we hope doesn't happen, because isn't she know, dead in the comics? Um, she could come back. And you know what? I am actually behind on the comics right now. So I, I um. I uh, started uh, yeah, reading them. Spoiler. <laughs> I, I haven't actually read it. I'm just guessing. Oh, <laughs> you, wait, you've I'm read, speculating. Wait, you've read all the comics? No. Okay, no. Well, I, read the, I read the first two issues. Oh, the and first then two I issues. Stopped. No, well, it didn't happen. And then I stopped. <laughs> of course it did. No, right. and then I stopped and then I watched uh, the show. Okay. You don't think she'll die like um, before the uh, mid-season break? Well, they'll probably, they might pull a Rick so they can pull her, bring her back when they need mm. her. Or, or at least she'll leave or whatever. Because cash cow. I think she'll leave. I don't think they'll kill her off. You, you think she'll leave? Okay. Yeah, I mean. She's okay. got that Marvel money. I don't know if she needs to come back. Well, you know, that's a good question, man. I yeah. mean, they could decide to do that. It depends. The thing is that you know what we all f- want that happy, sappy ending where Michonne, as you know, she's Rick's girlfriend yeah. after Rick is, has been taken away by the helicopter. Well, in that case, the, the most kids, logical thing then is then she'll show up in the movie. That's what we're hoping. So that's what I'm that's thinking. There's a Walking Dead movie. There's a Walking yeah. Dead movie. There's yeah. gonna be three of them. Oh, three movies. Really? For whatever reason, yeah. To tie Gosh. in Rick's storyline, and I think yes, bring in Michonne. Um, yeah, have the happy that's ending. What the, that's what they'll do. We want to see the happy ending. Do you think a movie you know? is a good idea? The no, show it's is not flop. hot. I don't know. So yeah, I mean, I we're, no, watching <laughs> Walking Dead yeah. I'm not saying don't do it, but I just don't know financially if that really makes sense. It's gonna be like an AMC movie. Well, it's oh, theater. it's not so, theater. So they're going to show it on AMC. Oh, they're not, not going to show it's it in gonna, theaters. It's gonna ha- it's actually, okay. no, no. Actually, I heard the opposite. It will be have a limited release. It will, well, limited. Well, yeah, maybe limited, a couple limited of release. theaters. Um, but then it will also uh, be on AMC. Yeah. The same way they're uh-huh. doing the Breaking Bad movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think the Breaking Bad movie will, we'll will, will be on, on AMC. After, or is Netflix. it only going to be on Netflix only? I'm not sure. It might it be Netflix. some theater. I think there's a few theaters. It's always yeah. like a... It's I think it's going to yeah. have that same... Yeah, it's like not a, like a, yeah. a real release. So that's why like I don't think um, Michonne is, is, is going to be killed off no. on the no. series. And they need all the good characters they can they can keep. Yeah. So one of the best right. parts about the panel, Chachi, was uh, it was really cool <laughs> the way they did it. So they had a, a woman dressed as Negan with a hockey mask. So Chris Hardwick, the host, uh, says, oh, come on stage, take a big selfie with everybody. Which I call bullshit anyways. Okay, you really thought it was bullshit. I thought, yeah. wow, okay, wh- 
like what was so special about the costume? It's nothing special about the costume. It, right. It's just a Negan outfit with a Jason yeah. Hos- hockey mask. <laughs> so and I'm like, there's no way they're bringing this person up on stage right. for that costume. To right. Meet the whole entire right. cast. <laughs> it's got to be one of the um, cast members. And lo- yes, and that was the case. Yeah, she takes off the hockey mask. It's Lauren Cohen. Oh, cool. Oh, plays Maggie. Awesome. Oh, that's cool. And Maggie that uh, revealed yeah. uh, that she will be back as a series regular on season 11. Oh. And oh. will appear at the end of season ten. Yeah. I heard so. that that so they're gonna go. keep That's Walking Dead going as long as they can. I you heard. I heard forever. It'll so become a Walking Dead show. It's been, <laughs> yeah. it's been Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, he was saying like twenty years or so. The um, creator. Oh but, God. But yeah. he he's delusional. Like like he thinks the show is much better than what it is. Well, if ratings are any indication, Chachi, you'd you'd uh, sent uh, an article that the ratings. Uh, for the season premiere are even lower than the previous season, right? Well, there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a bad sign when the season premiere like has, has the lowest ratings. Yeah, yeah that's right. no boy. No I mean, it's 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 sad. I mean, it was such a great show, and I'm not trying to poo-poo it because <laughs> I I, I do I want it. it to succeed. Right. But of course. if you think about it financially, not right. as a viewer, but from someone who's producing a show like that, is right. it worth it? I don't mm-hmm. think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have all the facts, but... I mean, it's the biggest show in AMC still, though. It's still the number one show in AMC, so mm-hmm. it had a one point. It's got to be a big budget for that show. I mean, just... Yeah. I wonder if the, uh, the Breaking Bad movie is kind of the test run for AMC. The Breaking Bad... I wonder if the Breaking Bad movie is kind of a test run to see if it's a successful formula. Yeah, but people love it, um, Breaking Bad, though. Oh, it's true. That's why <laughs> they st- That's why they did it with Breaking Bad. But yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm curious if that's going to be the test to see if, it, if it's uh, successful that they'll fucking keep going with it. If it's not already so production. The ratings was yeah. a 1.4 for the season premiere of Walking Dead. That's for 18, 18 to 40, right? Yeah, it, for the that demographic, 18 to 49. Uh, drawing mm-hmm. 4 million viewers. Um, and, yeah, so the, uh, the previous lows came to, uh, was around the same for season 9. Which earned 4.15 million viewers and a 1.5 in that demographic. So Sunday's premiere was down 34% from Jeez. the season nine wow. review wow. in total of viewers, 35% <coughs> in AMC's core demographic of adults and 42% in adults 18 and 49. It's pretty horrible, and you, and you can tell on like social yeah. media, like people aren't talking about it anymore. Right. Like, people used to be so excited when it came back on the air for the yeah. new season. It didn't have, yeah. Obviously, people were still talking about Game of Thrones, but yes, yeah. I remember a time. When so you had to stay off social media to avoid yep. any spoilers yes. of Walking Dead. Yeah, you did right. But you know the the only show that recently have that that was the case for is as as Game of Thrones. Yeah, you know. So luckily, I think a lot of people are getting better about you know not spoiling things, uh, which is an important thing. I still don't trust uh, them. Uh, yeah, yeah. there's always that one asshole, and they'll post articles with yeah. a picture that will ruin something. Like, oh, which character died? And I'll show you the character in the in the uh, thumbnail uh, image. Mm-hmm. See, that's yeah. why you don't get on Facebook. Marvel, yeah, movies. Why, yeah. Yeah. Marvel movies too. Marvel <laughs> movies. Yeah, uh, the, the anxiety you used to you have. Know how hard it was. Of course, I was always there. Then, like the night of, so I always. Oh, you have to. You have to. You absolutely have. If to. If you're Game so worried about tomorrow. spoilers, you have to oh, be yeah. open. Yeah, yeah. Or to stay off, stay off. Or the internet. Yeah. But despite these lo- lower ratings, um, already greenlit for season eleven. Yeah, yeah. So they're they you know. Angela ha- have you ever been on the Walking officially. Dead cruise? No, that sounds there, pretty cool. There what is a cruise, and it's a, a Walking cruise. Dead cruise, yeah. and like yeah. like people from the cast and crew will like go on oh, and like wow. autographs and all I've that. I've heard bit. of the That's Walker Stalker so cool. convention. Maybe yeah. is that a part of the Walker Stalker convention? No, a buddy of mine actually cruise? went on the cruise. Wow, so he's got a super fan. Yeah, she's a super super nerd fan. Okay, um, and he got to meet John Bernthal. Nice. So. nice. I'd probably be um, praying for an iceberg. 
<laughs> so are well, the cast is there, but yeah. you think they have like uh, people dressed as walkers? Oh yeah, no, the, the whole bit, the, the whole, bit. B- the whole bit, the whole this bit, is the whole experience. It's a Walking Dead themed cruise. Well, I mean, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I, don't know. I, I mean, like it. If you're going on a cruise, I'd rather be on a different kind of cruise. I don't know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I, Dead. I did the Backstreet Boys cruise. Yeah. Would you oh. be interested in that? I think I'd rather go the on back- that. Wait, <laughs> 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 because, you know, there'd be. Are you like, a big fan? Uh, yeah, I've yeah. met them four times, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. I so did the, the cruise. The, we talked about last week that there's some yeah. drama between Nick and Aaron Carter. Yes, yeah. and I, I I, haven't paid too much attention, but, um, yeah, there's always been some friction uh, from what I know of, and mm-hmm. Aaron's going through some mental health issues. Yeah. And, dude um, put a face tattoo on his face. Yeah. It's yeah. like Mike Tyson oh, and Post okay. Malone, dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so but nuts, dude. Nuts. But they didn't do that because they were mental. They just did that because they I think you have to be tattoos. crazy to do that <laughs> yeah. personally. I mean, <laughs> I mean you're definitely making a statement that you definitely don't want a corporate job. Yeah. <laughs> so. but, you know, I'm thinking there'll be more women on the Backstreet Boys cruise than the Walking Dead cruise. There are many, many, many yeah, girls. See? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I might you, have to go in there. You have. know who the husbands are <laughs> because they're the only guys that are on the cruise. <laughs> okay. And Besides my husband and my boys. friend's husband went on the cruise and okay. they met the boys and now they're <laughs> mini fans. Oh, oh of it. Lord. All right. There you go. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty good. We'll have to play Backstreet Boys for you one day. Oh, Next please time. do. Oh, my God. <laughs> please do. Yeah, I, I think if um, the women when they were single, they'd be all over the guys. The guys that came on there that were single. Yeah, that's a good point. On that cruise. Yeah. It, it they could still potentially do. be a target-rich environment. Was Most a, was of a lot the women, women are married. No, no. And they still no. clamor to get to the boys. One girl mm-hmm. I was behind in line was like, she told her friend, I told Nick that he could reach up my skirt and touch my butt. And oh, I'm wow. thinking... He's married. What are you doing? Like, they're not there for you to touch, and they do not want to touch you. So (laughs) why are you doing that? And then um, in Vegas, when I saw them in Vegas, there was another woman who lifted her shirt to do photos in the photo booth, and she showed her tits. Oh, my. And when you got home, you could go through all the photos to find yours. And And you saw saw the hers was there. Whoops. Whoops. (laughs) What's that website? (laughs) (laughs) what's the link (laughs) yeah so girls go nuts girls go nuts but i consider them more you know brother type i'm not like attracted or anything so so they're not on like your list no i don't have a list you don't have a list Uh, my list is my husband oh fair enough that's (laughs) cool that's cool that's cool poor guys because now you guys don't have like an agreement like you would like share a famous person or something no, like that. No. Because with us, it's no. It's you're ob- not. You're not for, for me and Mrs. Captain. It's Aubrey Plaza. We wow. totally share Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't think we're not, you're not freaky like that with, with, well, with women and you know threesomes no. and all. Yeah, no, but yeah, but like was, like a famous like you know if I ever met Kurt Russell, I'd probably leave my wife my wife for <laughs> Kurt Russell. Yeah, so like no kind of kind of like hall passes like if yeah. you like go on a radio show and you meet like cute like um, co-host or whatever. You can't <laughs> like yeah, who's your who's I your who's your hall pass? <laughs> those kind of agreements. El Soto. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Open it up for me. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Uh, also at the Comic Con, we saw a new trailer of Star Trek's Picard, which we couldn't go to because it was in the middle of our interviews with the Casa yeah. Pandora, which you might have heard in the opening yes, promos. Yes, we did. Which is freaking awesome. The that show is cool. really cool. Um, but um, that was a really cool highlight, uh, interviewing the cast of of um, Pandora, which mm. includes uh, two of the series regulars, Oliver Dench and Ben Radcliffe, who are two Brits. Um 
another Brit stealing our roles. They steal, <laughs> steal all of our jobs, don't they? <laughs> steal all jobs. They took our jobs. They took our jobs. That was cool. Thank they you. had the cast of like Walking Dead um, British. Yeah, a good yeah. amount. You know, Lauren Cohen, Andy Lincoln. Or Andy um, Lincoln, yeah. Uh, Jesus. Um, um, Jesus? I thought yeah. he was Jewish. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the actor that plays Jesus. Thank is you. Jewish. Thank Pollyanna McIntosh is uh, British. Um, um, who else? And they're so good. Right? To guy, like, I never really know it until I see him like on an interview, like on some talk show. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is that voice? Like, <laughs> they play such a great American um, accent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does yeah. a good job. Yeah. Of course. Oh, oh uh, uh, the newest, uh, the villain, Alpha. Oh, play, she's yeah, British? Yeah, she's British, too. But Samantha Morton. Jesus. Oh, yeah, Jesus. she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's wow. crazy. Crazy, crazy, um, insanely good actress. And she, she is. Plays I, that think she's, I think she's won an Oscar, hasn't she? She has. I think she has. But you, if you see her as Alpha, it's, she's so menacing and so, mm. so creepy. Awesome. Like the creepiest thing I've ever seen on TV, for sure. Um, is she a better bad guy than Negan? Yeah. Yeah. Did you say so, Chach? See, I would, I would I watch it again. It was more funny, I thought. Negan was still likable. Even though he was oh a god, he bored the piss out of me. People fear Alpha. Alpha I mean, I like I like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, but I mm-hmm. thought fucking Negan would bore yeah. the piss out of me. <laughs> Other panels include uh, Lost in Space, which they uh, oh, that's right, they dropped their out next trailer two. for that. That was a good show. That was actually a show I watched. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the f- first couple episodes. It was actually really I never good. finished it. Was it. Pretty yeah. good. Is it, it worth good. finishing? Yeah. It's worth finishing. Okay. No, no, no. It's actually a good, right. a good I'll show. I'll finish it then. I'll finish it. Yeah. The Expanse, uh, speaking of Lost in Space, another sci-fi show, yep. very popular. <gasps> yes. Um, are you a With fan? Burn Gorman, my favorite actor of, of all time. Okay, cool. He is in that show. It's coming out yes. this week? They or? Just, they, well, they just teased um, the, the fourth uh, season trailer. But it will launch on December 13th. The next oh, season. oh, it's the December? December, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we got to check out the tail end of uh, Snowpiercer Chachi, which was a new uh, series with um, the lovely Jennifer Connelly. Um, yes. Um, in addition, um, actor um, Stephen Ogg, who played Simon, Negan's right-hand man, is also a series regular on that. We got to uh, a, talk with him. Yeah, he's, the, a, uh, he's a tall guy. Tall dude, isn't he? Yes. Mm. Talk talk with him a little bit in the press I never lounge. knew that. Yeah. Um, he looks smaller on TV to you? I thought so, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, um, they had a Riverdale screening, um, a Q&A, and a, um, a trailer um, preview, which showed Luke Perry, and they talked about Luke. Oh, oh Of course, is another uh, sad, you know. Um, curious, um, I don't think they... Um, did they? Uh, oh, yeah. So they, yes, they they did write um, Luke Perry's character uh, out of Riverdale. Uh, his character mm. also passed away. Mm. Mm. Out. Yeah. Um, was he planning on on being in that uh, Beverly Hills uh, reboot? He was. Not? He was playing on. Being yeah, in yeah, it? he was. Yeah. 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 But probably not as a regular. I think because of Riverdale. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think it's gonna be a regular. He at would just least. Pop in, yeah. Okay. But that sucks. Um, yeah, no, nah, it's really sad. Um, but yeah, Archie receives a phone call informing him of his father's unexpected passing. So he plays Archie's dad. Oh, okay. Um, so um, I guess they really had to get permission of the family to, to write yeah. the death of the character. I gu- I'm guessing, and they were okay with it. You know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Um, Outlander on Stars also had a, a panel as well. So, um, hmm. um, so those are some of the panels. Of course, another highlight uh, was on Sunday. Um, Chachi uh, left the building, and uh, I got actress, New York-based actress Anna Kutchman to fill in. Cool. Uh, we got some great interviews with the cast of NBC's Manifest. 
Oh. Uh, which is an amazing show, which a lot of people are calling the next Lost. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you guys know the premise? It's really cool. Oh, which is not a compliment. Well, a lot of people did like Lost. I like Lost. <laughs> not yeah. the ending of it. The ending yeah, was okay. kind of bland. The but first it was two a seasons good were awesome. Yeah. They oh, were hell yeah. yeah. Great show. Yeah. And then. It, so, as yeah. you guys know, it involves a plane, or maybe you don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know nothing about And basically, about this. they. Um, the two. Uh, I think four of the. Pro- four of the main characters get on this particular plane that apparently um, goes missing to everyone of their loved ones back home. Mm-hmm. But they don't re- they don't realize time has elapsed when they land. For huh. them, it just feels like a regular flight. Sure. When they, got, when they get off the plane, five years have passed. Oh. And people have moved on. Like uh, the main girl, Michaela, played by the lovely Melissa Roxburgh, her fiancé moved on oh. to date her best friend. Well, that's about Because, me. you know, he thought she was dead. Um, and then you had two twins. One of the twins went on the plane. The other twin stayed behind, and the twin stayed the same age that was on the plane. So they that's, didn't age for five years on the plane. That's trippy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And uh, the other twin was five years older. So hmm. things like that. And then that's some, on NBC. That's on NBC. And uh, some of the uh, some of the characters also developed some kind of powers. After okay. get off of the course. Of course. Yes. So <laughs> Michaela has one as one would. As yeah. one would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> her powers is that she can hear voices. So she heard like That's just schizophrenia. Can't everybody hear voices? Not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the voices that she heard were uh oh, so oh, burn oh, it. In her head. In her head. In her head. Okay, in her yeah. head. I thought you meant just I'm in sorry, general. This is where I see okay. the leprechaun. It tells me to burn things. <laughs> 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 Voices in her head that actually rescued some abduct, abducted children oh, in, okay. in the, in the um, they're, they're episode. So had to do my homework and watch the first episode. Productive really hallucinations. Good. I don't know how I want to catch uh, catch up with all these shows that I really want to yep. continue with. Yeah. Yep. I don't have the fucking That's time. The exactly. <laughs> I try to we avoid shows on like network TV. On oh my gosh, I know. Right? Office is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Office is one of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Network TV you, you avoid? Yeah, because like like first of all, it's going to be what like probably 30 episodes. Yeah. For the show, and then like it might get canceled halfway they do through. Have a lot, and yeah. network shows have a lot of episodes. They don't yeah. keep them short and sweet. Yeah, the guy. I wait and binge. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I, I do too. Yeah, because at least you know if it's gonna end early, you can brace for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Like Freaks and Geeks, I was not prepared <laughs> for that one. to end <laughs> so soon, and right. it was an so amazing show. show. Did you ever see yeah. Last Man on Earth? Yeah, I saw. Yeah, a few so that episodes. was a show yeah. where like they binge each season. Mm-hmm. But then they canceled it. Oh, I was so disappointed. Yeah, I don't trust network TV. They'll they'll cancel the show. <laughs> I mean, I've been screwed before. It was a good show too. Um, oh, Chachi, you interviewed the the host of Ghost Nation. This is um, oh, cool. a show with two of the hosts from Ghost Hunters. I think all three of them were on Ghost Hunters. Oh, all, all three of them were on Ghost yeah. Hunters, and they go and do their own show on the Travel Channel. Okay. A completely different network. I think A and E has the other show. I, th- I believe. Okay, well, I don't know. So um, yeah, so we had that. We had. Wow, this is a big one for you comic book fans. Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn, uh, myself, I got to interview him. That's pretty right. Um, as is you he know, cool? He, he is very cool. Very. He has no filter, by the way. That's awesome. He drops the F-bomb left to right, which is crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's ex- you mean, if you ever read a comic from <laughs> Todd McFarlane. And he's just a fun interview, you know. And when yeah. the, oh, his and handler was telling him to wrap up, he was just like, ah, he just kept continuing talking. Because he's nice. a talker. Because he doesn't yeah. give So we got a few interviews with him. Yeah, so that's and pretty it, awesome. And he gave a great... He gave a great talk before that interview. Wasn't it good? Like, I'm glad you did. You become uh, a fan from listening to him. Yeah, it's right? really a motivational um, talk. Like he's right. he's telling people in the audience is like, um, you know, the top 100 comic books are all owned by the top 102. I think he said are owned by either Marvel or DC. Or DC, yeah, right. And, and they're wrapped up. You can't make a movie off of that. But so if you can create a comic and you can be like the 103rd best comic, 
you'll have all these other companies mm. like right. you know going mm-hmm. after you and wanting That's to right. like use your comic for a movie. Yeah. Did he talk yeah. to? So he did, just, did he talk to you about him making the movie? Yes, we actually talked yeah. about the movie. So oh, nice. so right now it's still in pre-production. He has yeah. Jimmy Fox attached. The problem is he wants a studio to grant him to do the rated R movie. Yeah. He does not want Spawn to be PG-13. Because he's, he's, he's a dirty, dirty boy. Well, and it's a, it, it's a, he's a dark character. He's a very dark character. Spawn it's a, is very it's dark. It's a horribly dark story. Right. Exactly. So yeah. it has to be rated R. Yeah. And um, as you know, guys, he broke the Guinness Book of World Records for um, longest running creator-owned comic book. Oh, that, I didn't know so that. basically it's not DC or Marvel. Yeah. Um, it's through Image Comics, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. he owns the character. He owns a, you know, and they just uh, launched episode. I'm uh, not episode book number yeah. uh, issue number three hundred one yeah. <laughs> episode. Like it was a show. Yeah, he said Walking Dead like um, ended their run. Walking Dead was getting up there, but they they ended at one ninety three. Yep. So, um, and two other highlights, I guess, from the Comic Con. Um, they were really cool. Um, a cast interview with the new Nancy Drew cast. Scott okay. Wolf, as you might know from Party Five, Gilmore Girls. Is he playing Nancy, sure. he's playing Nancy Drew? He's not playing Nancy Drew. He's playing oh, wow. Nancy Drew's father. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> Can you believe that? Wow. No, he still looks young, though. He still looks a, really young. Yes. Scott, Scott Young. Uh, yeah. Scott, Scott Young. <laughs> Scott, Scott Young. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Scott Wolf. Uh, so the daughter, who's like literally a foot taller than Scott Wolf, oh, really? she's a redhead. Um, um, I can't stand redheads. I believe them's fighting words. So yeah, the actress that plays um, Nancy Drew, real sweet. We got to talk for a little bit on a roundtable. This is a roundtable style interview. It wasn't the best setup, but we did get some great one-on-ones with the cast of Manifest, which we're really happy about, and the cast of another CW show, Charmed, Hmm. which is the reboot. Of the original Charm series on WB. Already? Mm. Yeah. Wow. They have a reboot now, okay. yes. This is a Latin American version of Charm. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's a little uh, ethnic spin on, on the Charm sh- uh, show. Um, is it, it's in South America? Well, no, the, uh, mm. the, 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 lead, the three sisters are Latinas. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was another highlight. Um, you're, you said you're a fan of The Expanse. They had a really cool um, interactive experience with The Expanse where you go in and you see a little bit of the set and costumes of Expanse. Oh, wow. And then you also go to uh, a green screen and do like an animated GIF of you walking out of a spaceship. Oh, that's cool. Oh, my so gosh. It was very similar to Good Omens that we did last year. Yeah. Um, but it was really cool. So we get the, the GIF and we get photos. So that was a lot of fun. You missed that. That yeah. was kind of cool. And then we also had the... I probably live. <laughs> the birch, uh, which was cool. Uh, this giant, like, moving tree. That was pretty cool looking. Th- yeah, that was yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. So we got, you know, another photo op experience there. Sure. So, all in all, a very good um, New York Comic Con. We got some great interviews that, since we're getting through a lot of our content, we'll probably be playing those interviews uh, in November. So we got oh, wow, still right. a lot of a lot of content here on Below the November. I, I, crazy. I'm saying like January. <laughs> Maybe so. We got yeah. a lot of content. There's no rush. So let's go on to uh, everything else going on in the world of entertainment. So uh, Marvel Phase Four news. Well, so apparently Brie Larson is talking to Kevin Feige about possibly doing an all-female superhero film. I, I'm a that would be awesome. Yeah. You think that would be cool? So I, I mean, I mean, DC's yeah. doing it with Birds of Prey. That's a good, very good point. A yeah. very good point. And um, if they do it, it's not in the schedule. It'll have to be way into the future because yeah. they already set their um, Phase 4 schedule. Yeah. Se- it's already set. But it's something that they have discussed. And, um, you know, Brie Larson expressed that she wants to do this. 
Um, so apparently Feige is interested in the all-women Marvel film, but there are no firm plans to greenlight a project just yet. So mm. we'll have to see how that goes. Um, so this is kind of tied into um, the biggest movie out right now is Joker. But also, yeah. in preface to that, we should discuss how Martin Scorsese controversially said that Marvel movies are not cinema. Yeah. So what are your that. thoughts on that? So Scor- uh, Scorsese's comments that um, he compared MCU to theme parks, adding it isn't cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. Um, Robert Downey Jr. was on Howard Stern, and he said he appreciates his opinion, but uh, we all, you know, we all have different perspectives, and you know, we'll, we should just move on. And then Howard asked, were you insulted when he said it's not cinema? Um, and he said, I mean, look, it'd be like saying Howard Stern isn't radio. It makes no sense to say it. Um, but, um, but, you know, it's it's not. Is it art? Here, here's the art, way I see it. Is it film noir? No. I'll put it to you like this. But it is still cinema. <laughs> I cried three times at Endgame. Right. Right. For a movie to move you. For a movie to move you, that's art. Yes. Like if it's if you're seeing something that somebody created, right, and, and you get emotion out of it. Yes. Art. No matter how many CGI. Doesn't matter effects, what medium. Yeah. No matter how many superhero costumes and yeah. special effects. Aragorn and, looked amazing if you ever saw that terrible right. movie, but it wasn't that good of a movie. Right. But but that's still art. So as you know, uh, Martin Scorsese uh, helmed uh, The Irishman, which I got a sneak peek in New York, which is. Awesome. Oh, you did? Incredibly awesome. It's 3.5 hours, so oh, wow. make sure you're either wearing diapers or go to the bathroom prior <laughs> if you want to see it. But he well, actually... It's going to be at him, right? What's that? Is it on Netflix? It's going to be on Netflix yeah. uh, after its limited theater- theatrical right. release. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not wearing a diaper at him. There you go. <laughs> you don't have to wear one at home. Okay. Yeah. You just wash it on the toilet. <laughs> unless, Problem solved. Unless you're yeah. one of those littles that like to pretend they're kids, you know. You ever seen uh, articles or, or seen uh, I've uh, seen articles. adults that uh, 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 a fetish? So they, yeah. they I, I, I hate littles. I hate people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, called, they're called littles? Is that what they're called? They call them littles, yeah. They actually have a name for it? That's kind of yeah. weird. And they uh. actually pee in the diaper. Ah, oh, Jesus. Oh, man. But, but one of them says And then they kind of go back to their lives as <laughs> fucking <laughs> Well, like, I'm okay with it if that's what you want to do. But the what Probably bothers home, me... You do you. What bothers me is that <laughs> in the interviews I've seen, mm-hmm. they don't understand why other people are weirded out by yeah. it. And yeah. I'm not saying you should be, but you have to... You have to understand that your actions will bring you consequences, yes. and you have to be yeah. aware of it's what odd, those are. It's odd behavior. It's odd behavior. It odd is behavior. odd. It is not in line with how humans usually it's act. Social, it's it's like a sexual norm. thing. Is that, that what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. Like you're like you're little, and then you have like your partner would be like their parent. Oh, okay. You know, and uh, they will. That just opens up a. Yeah, yeah. it just it's just weird. It's why can't people have why can people just have sex? Like like, like sex <laughs> sex is good enough. You don't need to <laughs> do all this weird shit with it. You know, like like I don't need to piss in a diaper. You know, it's like just have sex. <laughs> you know, like I mean, it, wear a costume if you want to, but you don't need to be like like pissing in a diaper. Yeah, like <laughs> a little much. And how do two people that weird finding each other to do that? Yeah, there's that, this, there's I do like wonder groups, that. Like yeah, yeah I, bring it, I mean, I, I mean, there's probably I guess it's a the internet, fucking like, like a subreddit or <laughs> yeah, like sure. something on Reddit. Exactly, dude. Reddit is a deep, dark fucking it pit is, of the internet. Yeah, you sure. can find some all kinds of crazy shit yeah. there. But in association, we'll move into the Joker because mm. it's interesting because you have Irishman's lead actor Robert De Niro in the Joker. Yes, you do. And apparently. 
Scorsese had no problem with the Joker, but it kind of it kind of kind of like um, conflicted his previous statement about did. Mo- like superhero based movies not yeah. you know being cinema. Was well, he, he, was he being specific well, you know about Marvel movies or was yeah. he just saying comic book movies? He said Marvel. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's yeah that's kind of the. I mean, he's, he's going to be upset. I mean, because he sees like all these movies from Marvel making a ton of money. That's why he's upset. Too, I mean, he knows too, there are still yeah. movies, there's still cinema yeah. or whatever. But yeah. like, of course, he's going to be upset. I mean, because Disney could 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 take a shit and people be like, oh, I got I got to see that. I got to see that. It says Marvel <laughs> on it. They don't care. Like, anything with Marvel, they're going to go see, right. no matter how bad it is. But mm. um, you know, I, I mean, they do a lot of great stuff. I mean, I think, but I don't mm. think that every movie that comes out. That makes a lot of money. It should so be a, a comic book movie. This is where he's contradicting himself. De Niro actually was involved with the Joker to a degree as a producer when the f- project was first unveiled by Warner Brothers. Um, eventually, he did drop his credit. Oh. Uh, but his contribu- uh, contribution was still a mystery. Uh, and a source close to Scorsese said he originally eyed Joker as a potential directing vehicle before Phillips approached the studio with his own take. Oh. So there you go. I mean, I think that's kind of interesting that, you know, despite the comments he made about Marvel, yeah. he was still willing to be a producer on the Joker. Well, if you watch <laughs> the Joker, it it has a lot of fucking parallels to Taxi Driver. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it's parallels. a 70s crime drama. It is. You but know, with incredible acting. Yeah. But it just happens to revolve around a DC villain. DC yeah. character. I mean, it's 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 almost almost too parallel to to Taxi Driver. Just because wow. it's it it delves into society and mental illness into right into chaos and it's pretty wild. So uh, opinions on the film? Uh, I think three of the four of us have seen it. Um, uh, man, w- could it be one of the DC's uh, best films? It certainly had its shock value. It definitely um, had its shock value. Um, it certainly had brilliant acting, but mm, as a whole, yeah. was it, would you say it's one of the top DC movies? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. You would say yes. Okay. I, I agree, yeah. Top it's, it's recent the, movies. Top. It's, yeah, it's, it's on the top. It, it, you know, obviously, the, they say Wonder Woman was good, was a success. They say Shazam was a success. Yeah. yeah. I, I would put Joker Aquaman. above Shazam and Aquaman, definitely. Oh, wow. Okay. Story-wise, yeah. I mean, there is so much more depth to Joker than, well, than those yeah. two. So, I have a question. Yeah. Yes. Who, in your opinion, is the best Joker of all. Good question. Good question. Mm. Depends on the mood I'm in. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I well, still put Heath Ledger on top. Mm. Heath was, yeah, he was recognized yeah. uh, by the Academy. Yeah, he got an Oscar. I would love to answer that question once the Oscar nominations start off. And that's the that's see, and that, I, you know? I said that he'd probably get, like, Joaquin's yeah. probably going to get nominated. But. I, mean, so I still love Jack Nicholson. You still like Jack. Okay. See, yeah. I love Jack Nicholson, yeah. too, so like, it all depends on the so movie. It's what kind of Joker you want. I mean, that's yeah. more of like a comedic Joker, you know, yeah. and like Heath Ledger was was kind of like a, in the middle. This Tom one Waits, was mostly as dark. A, as the Joker. This is definitely the darkest Joker, I think. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. 100%, this is the darkest Joker. Yeah. And this is, of course, excluding animated series Joker as well. It's yeah. kind of in line with the Dark Knight, Mark, you know? Because if that's the case, then Mark Hamill's my yeah. favorite Joker. Mark Hamill, yes. Yeah, because yes, he's a voice yes. actor for, from the animated series. So, yeah. So about $94 million in uh, ticket sales opening weekend. Yeah. So the question is, um, with the controversy surrounding the film, because there, it, you know, it did have its controversy, do you think uh, he would uh, get nominated? Because a lot of people are saying his acting was brilliant. 
I mean, anytime you're dealing with someone with mental illness, and you can portray that, yeah, very convincing. And how much weight did he lose for this role? Because he, he was like he lost, he lost a skinny. ton he of weight. He lost 50 pounds. I think, yeah, is what he said. He's such a chameleon when it comes Dude. to his movies, man. I mean, he did a Christian Bale, basically. Yeah, he did. Christian yeah. Bale does, does the same thing. So, yeah. Kudos to both of them for that. But, dude, the laugh. The laugh was the, good. Phoenix's laugh, I think he might have the best laugh out of all the Jokers. Like, it, it's, it sold me as as someone with mental illness. Well, mm-hmm. It makes you me wonder, like, you know, how good would have uh, River Phoenix have gotten if he wasn't if he didn't die young? Mm. Yeah. Wow. You know, because he was a great actor, too. River was. was great, too, man. He was. But it's good that, you know, Joaquin is, uh, you know, stepping in. Um, and I came I came close to having brother. an opportunity to be um, Joaquin Phoenix's um, um, ass double. Yes, yes. You, you, we talked about back this. Back in the... Uh, please elaborate. We need explanations. This was back when um, they were filming Ladder 49 Ladder in Baltimore. Ladder 49. And I signed yes. up to be an extra and like um, got a call like a few weeks later. And they were like um, saying they wanted me to come down and like be a butt double. <laughs> because they're, they're going to film like a shower scene with right. um, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, I guess John Travolta and whoever else was in the movie. Right. But they said like, um, I'm like, okay, okay, you know, I'm pretty intrigued now. Um, <laughs> they're like, but it, it would be like between you and like, um, you know, like four other guys. So if the show your ass to the cast, your, yeah, uh, and Joaquin Phoenix would have to choose which, which, which ass butt? he wanted to portray himself. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, maybe Wa- you gave Wa- me. Joaquin would be looking at all four of your guys' asses. Yeah, I'm like, How maybe, maybe you gave me like a few months to work out or something like that. Just, just some squats. <laughs> right? I mean, is that, is, is that what you told the cast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like you know, have to stand there with a, with a sock on yourself and stuff. And, <laughs> I don't know. But, but that scene was they never. They said you could cover your junk though, right? I think they said like a sock or something like that, but that's they'll right push on. you in a cock sock, a yeah. But that scene, and, and, and they told me they'd pay me like all kind of like you know, I don't know, like hazard pay or whatever you call it. Well, it is a hazard. Extra, your your buttholes like are exposed. Scales, well, so yeah, yeah that, I don't, I don't know if it would be principal pay, but it might yeah. be special ability, special ass pay, like yeah. special yeah. ass ability. Yeah. If your bunghole is in the breeze, you yeah. get extra money. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> but that scene, that scene never ended up being in the movies. So I don't oh. know if they cut it out oh. or they couldn't find the right ass, you know. And <laughs> yeah. But so why you? Why did they? I think I was the same height as Joaquin Phoenix, okay. and like okay. and you had not pre-submitted a photo of your butt. No, no. But I, I okay. think I think when you I went hit, to the casting call, I went to the casting call. I think right. when I turned in my um, my um, you know paper that when I walked away, they saw how great my ass was, and they're yeah. like, ah, <laughs> keep, keep an eye on that guy. You know, if we yeah. need an ass for this movie, we're gonna call that guy to come back. <laughs> But yeah, I could have been like, I could have had the, I could have had the Joker's ass. If you ever, if you ever meet him, you have to tell him that. Story. I have to tell him yeah. that story. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't I, if he remembers that. Like, I mean, I'm I didn't sure know would. about that story prior to working on set because yeah. I ended up working on it, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. Um, I remember uh, we invited the cast of Ladder 49 to um, an event where we had at Have a Nice Day Cafe in Baltimore. Yes. And uh, apparently, he's like, "Oh, I'd love to go." Walking said, "But you know, I'm working." Yeah. Um, but. He didn't show up, but like Robert Patrick showed up, yeah. and oh, like cool. Johnny Galecki, it was Johnny, uh, um, Balthazar Getty. Yeah, I got those two confused for some reason. And I didn't really know um, Joaquin that much back then. He was pretty yeah. new, a pretty new actor. So I'm gonna think like maybe it was like John Travolta's ass at the time. I would have been more hyped to do it, you know. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, Joaquin actually surprised <laughs> some fans at the Alamo Draft House in L.A. Oh, he showed up for an unexpected Q and A session. So. Uh, you know what? Oh, that's a cool. lot of fans uh, got treated to that, so that was kind of cool. That's did he, cool. Did he come in makeup? Because I don't want anybody surprising me in a theater, like dressed as a Joker. Like that's a good point. No that, surprises. That'd be kind of like, freaky. Yeah. But, you know, and again, I'm not a that's fan the of controversy. 
That's the like he's popping out of like some seat or something. Like no. we didn't want that. And thank God there was no reported. Were there any incidents of? of no, there weren't any. Thank God. No, thank God. Yeah, that would no, have been horrible. Uh, the the theater that I went to to go see it, there was a cop there, and I was see, just, I same. was curious. Same. Uh, and I was like, how long have you been here, man? He's like, man, I've been here since 10 a.m. They wanted every night. yeah for every. For opening weekend, I bet every they, no every right. screening had a cop. Not in the theater, not in really? the the viewing room, but in the theater. Were every like the screening for the premiere weekend. Yeah, I'm sure well, by this weekend it's probably. Yeah, no, but there's I mean, yeah. but there's usually cops at movie theaters now. Right, no matter. kind of hanging so out. It wasn't about popcorn. it being the Joker. It was just. See, I mean, like uh, they did. It probably was. Well, they yeah. did put up signs that you couldn't wear makeup, you couldn't bring weapons, right? And no costumes. Yeah, shit like yeah. that. Right, so it's just understandable. Yeah. So um. All right, another movie news. Um, Yaha Abdul Mateen Two. You probably don't know that name, but you probably know the character. Is he Irish? Okay. <laughs> you probably know the character he played in Aquaman, Black Manta. Yes. Oh, yes, okay. He was good. awesome. One of the coolest villains, by the way. Um, he just landed a role in the new Matrix film, as you know. Oh, sweet. Uh, director Lana Wachowski met with uh, the actors for uh, his secret role, um, and apparently um, also. No surprise there. Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves will be back. Oh yeah. To reprise their roles for the fourth Matrix film. I wonder what they're gonna do. What can they do? Because like, right? they they were dead. They were very dead after the third one. Yeah. The so. first one was amazing. And the second yeah, two were just were just bad. I want to rewatch them. The first one like just yeah. the first one still holds grounds. up. The first one still holds up. Red pill, blue pill. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean the the second and third one were okay. Yeah. Like, I don't hate them, but... But the first one was brilliant. The first one's gold. Yeah. It's gold. Now, if they do this new one, it's got to be, like, it's got to break all kind of grounds with technology and special yeah. effects. Because yeah. that's what the first, the first one, did. one did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like 3D to. with no glasses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, wait, <laughs> awesome. I'm waiting for that one. Yeah. But the plot details are currently unknown. Yeah. Um, a young Morpheus could appear in the movie. Oh, that's, that's cool. That's what they're saying. You think he'll be um, young Morpheus? Or is is it, it's not a prequel, Abdul is it? Mateen, they didn't reveal his specific role. Okay. So... Of course, he's not going to be young Morpheus. Is it? <laughs> young Morpheus. So, um, we mentioned last week that Kevin Smith, um, is ready to go with Clerks Three because he kissed and made up with Jeff. Oh, good. Um, Anderson, who was essential because you need yeah, yeah. both Clerks to make yeah. Clerks Three. Mm-hmm. Um, but he actually told something <clears throat> interesting that um will happen in Clerks Three. It was it's his personal experience about a heart attack. So apparently he wrote that the main character Randall will be recovering from a heart attack. Oh. A story that ins- that's been inspired by by yeah, his himself. heart attack, yeah. yeah. That, ne- that nearly killed him back in the, you know, back you know, was that last year? A couple year? years ago. Last year, yeah. yeah. So apparently so Randall has a heart attack, decides that he came so close to death that his life meant nothing and there's nobody to memorialize him oh. and he has no family or anything like that. So interesting to throw that personal yeah. story to the movie. But we will be back. We have a special guest. Alright guys, we welcome to Below the Belt Show the absolutely stunning gorgeous very talented actress mm-hmm. <laughs> Courtney Hope. You might know her from Bold and the Beautiful and of course in many video games. I know we have a, a resident gamer in studio. That's me. Big Nick. What's up? So we welcome to Below the Belt Show. Courtney Hope. What's up Courtney? Hey. Good to have you on Below the Belt. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So <laughs> I have a resident gamer in studio, uh, Big Nick. Oh, that's uh, exciting. Have you played 
a video game featuring the one and only Courtney Hope. I have. Yeah, I'm have. sure you have. Yeah. yeah. Um, I played Quantum Break, which was an awesome oh, video cool. game. Yeah, yeah. I have not played Control yet, but it's on my list. It's on your list. Okay, It's on cool. my list. But well, I, th- I can't wait to see what you think of it. I, I well, honestly, yeah. I'm in it, but I actually really, really enjoyed it. Um a lot, which 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 was cool. I'm I'm not a huge like shooter gamer, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I I loved it. So. Yeah, I'm always interested to know if if an actress or an actor that does the motion capture or is in the video game is an actual gamer themselves. So would you say you maybe you're not so much a gamer? No, I am. I just I I mean, well, first off, I grew up like playing Mario. Like that was my yes. yeah, dude. <laughs> Yes, yeah, I was like that was like my major uh, nerding out was was that. Um, but then I grew up and uh, my my brother played a lot of Grand Theft Auto and I I got into that. Yes, and then, great game. Um, yeah, it's a great game. I love cars, so I was like, oh, this is this is my thing. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I really do like games. I'm I'm more um, I played a lot of like World of Warcraft and stuff like that. So I'm mm. just not cool. more the more strategy games. I guess I would say is is where my um, kind, kind of where what I'm drawn to um, I really liked Quantum Break I enjoyed playing it, it was difficult um, for me which which was fun uh, but I I really thoroughly enjoyed Control the story of it um, I will say that it definitely got very difficult where my boyfriend and I had to kind of switch off because I kept dying because uh. <laughs> <laughs> it got really difficult but uh, it was it was so much fun. So I definitely am a gamer, um, and I'm getting more into it. I had a lull probably a few years ago, but I was a huge gamer as a kid where my parents had to put um, a TV downstairs next to their TV because I just would stay up in my room all the time. <laughs> I and love never it. Never cool. stop playing Mario Kart. <laughs> yes, and wow, the trailer for Control looks really, really cool. Um, you're the first female lead protagonist in... The company's history. Yeah, like Remedy. Game t- Remedy's uh, yeah. game titles, uh, which is a, a great distinction. So congratulations for that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and what's Thanks. cool yeah. is that, so they kept your likeness as well. So it was important mm-hmm. that, you know, sometimes you'll do like a voiceover and it's not your likeness. But in this case, it was your likeness and your voice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which was which was really cool for me because I felt like in Quantum Break, I mean, Beth definitely had a lot of um, resemblances. To me, um, obviously, they changed my hair and made it a little more brown. Um, and then I remember when they were going through, um, you know, kind of the the pre-production and figuring out exactly how they wanted Jesse to look. They, I remember they were trying on different. I feel like the the face in itself was something they were always kind of planning on staying more uh, to, to to look like me. But the hair, they kept going back and forth, and finally they were like, you know what? Why don't we have a redhead? And I'm like, you know what? That's a good idea because I am a redhead. <laughs> there you go. And we have a redhead in the yeah, studio. We have a redhead in the studio. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Quantum Break is one of these cool games because it's it's a video game, but there's also television episodes in the game. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you get that. to do some real yeah, life acting, fun. and you get to do mocap. Absolutely, and I really enjoyed I really enjoyed how they kind of put it all together because in the game. Um, Jack Joyce and Beth Wilder were the heroes, but then in the TV show aspects, they were kind of like the villains, you know? So it kind of showed from two different perspectives, um, which I thought was really, really Now, did you, were there like really differences in how you made Control and your and the part that you played in Quantum Break? Like how different was 
the experience when you made them? Well, Quantum Break was my first video game ever. So I feel like I went into it, you know, kind of blind. Like I just, I didn't really know what I was, what I was, not necessarily what I was doing, because obviously, you know, as an actor, it's like, okay, this is the character, this is what I'm playing. But technically, there's so much that goes into a game that Mm -hmm. is different than TV and film. Um, And then obviously, like you said, we shot the game, but then we also shot the TV show. And with Quantum Break, we did very, very thorough um, scenes. So like any of the cut scenes, they were very thorough in a volume, and we rehearsed them, and they were... um, they were pretty, pretty thorough, like with, with, you know, Paul Serene and um, Beth Wilder in some of the end of the game. I mean, we rehearsed that and, and really, really got into it. With Control, it was done in a shorter period of time because also the technology has improved since then. So they could fit my face and, and everything. They had it rendered right away so that when I would do my voice all my voiceover and any of my facial capture, it would go directly into the computer and kind of become one instantaneously. As opposed wow. to that's pretty break, awesome. They had, yeah, they had to go through like over a couple weeks and make sure that it all matched before they could actually see the final product. So I feel mm-hmm. like for Quantum Break, it was like two and a half years. And for, at least for me, I know for them, it was a lot longer developing it. Um, and then for Control, it was just about a year and a half. Cool. And it, I gotta say yeah. that it's you know nowadays a lot of video games you can m- create your own avatar, right? And that's cool because yeah. you can make them look like yourself. But this game, for you, you play it. That's you. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you don't need to change the character because right. that's you. That's totally awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it it was really really cool to see. It was interesting too because for Quantum Break, you know, Beth originally was supposed to be a playable character, and then as as there was actually supposed to be a couple, and then as production kind of went on um they switched a few things around and had it just be jack joyce and that was who you played and so i had never really gotten to play you know my character in anything that i'd done before and so being able to do that was was really cool and it was really fun and it was also fun to have a lot of my friends and family go and you know just have me do weird things or like you know, <laughs> shoot things that I wasn't supposed to be shooting or like run into a wall 10 times and they thought it was careful. And so it was, kind of, it was kind of fun to be involved in that. All right. So I got to ask of this incredible game because myself, I know Chachi and Nick are big Star Wars fans. So Star Wars, The Old Republic, yes. Knights of the Eternal Throne, you play the Sith Lord. <laughs> yes. Tell us about that yes. experience. Um, how cool is that to be in the Star Wars universe? That- that was obviously a huge dream of mine. I I was so excited. And also to be on the dark side of things, I think that was that was really fun. You know, growing up, I loved Princess Leia, and I loved... Who didn't, yeah. You know, I, I loved the dark side, but I gravitated <laughs> more towards, you know, the... the especially as, as, you know... The dark side of the force. Very crisp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it was fun to be Valen. It was fun to... And it was also as well because they went in and especially for the live or the live action trailer the Mm -hmm. not really live action but it was more of like the animated trailer that they went through and so it was interesting to do that because we didn't know anything about what they were going to be putting out there it was very hush hush that's how lucasfilm works um and so it was interesting to kind of see it all put together and to see the story that they had created with all of it 
Um, yeah, and it was great to see me, you know, wielding a, a lightsaber around. Them. Yes. Like, oh, okay. Yep. Yep. That is so rad. <laughs> if I could just have this in real life, I feel like a lot of my problems would be solved. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if you know, but the next uh, Star Wars trilogy will be based on the Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, I would probably reach out to uh, DB and, and uh, Dave, uh, <laughs> the oh, producers yeah. of Game yeah. of Thrones, who are now producing that new Star Wars trilogy. See if we can oh, bring cool. Courtney Hope in that film. There you go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, yes. I'm going to put that into the universe right now. <laughs> <laughs> How cool would that be? So awesome. So um, moving on from video games, a lot of cool things on the film and television world. Of course, you are still a regular on uh, The Bold and the Beautiful as Sally Spectra. You've done over 200-plus episodes I'm seeing on IMDb of uh, yeah. The Bold and the Beautiful. How, how has that journey been so far for you? It's been great. It's, it's been so much fun. I, I love everything about it. I love, I love the character I get to play. Um, I think she's, she's fantastic, and I, and I, I've loved growing with her. Mm. Um, I love the crew and, and the cast, and there, there's just so much to it. it it's, it's really, it was so wonderful to kind of jump into a legacy of a show, and um, a little bit intimidating, for sure, mm-hmm. um, for a multitude of reasons. You know, Sally Special is an iconic character back from the beginning, and I play her great niece. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of definitely intimidating coming on to that and then coming on to a show that, that, that's so well-renowned all over the world. Right. Um, but everyone was so welcoming, and they just you know accepted me with open arms, and, and a bunch of people showed me the ropes. And and so it's, it's just been great to be a part of a family because this industry sometimes, you know, you're a part of a family, and then you might get canceled after a season, or you're a part of a family, and then the movie ends, you know, after six weeks, a few months. And so it's been nice to have a little bit of longevity um, with the same people. Yeah, and Bold and Beautiful is not going anywhere. They're going to be around forever, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's one of those soap like operas it. I don't think will I ever end. It. How many seasons? No, I, uh, I think we just hit 30, 32? 32, 32 seasons. seasons. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That's it's a long crazy, shelf it's, life. It's great. I think it's a testament to, you know, obviously the the heads of all of it, Brad Bell and and his father and and the writing and, and the you know, the staples of the show, um, you know, John McCook and Catherine Kelly Lang and they've been there since day one. And right. They're just really great people and phenomenal actors and I feel like um, I always say I, I the show reflects, you know, the 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 veterans of it, and and they really have done a good job of of holding it in its place. Yeah, eight thousand episodes as of January two thousand nineteen. Wow, That's a lot of episodes, total episodes, <laughs> and you're in two hundred of those, two hundred plus of those episodes. I know. I know. <laughs> wow. That Honor. is amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> also, in your IMDb, uh, I guess in time for the holidays, you have a Christmas movie, a Merry Christmas match coming out on the Hallmark mm-hmm. Channel. Yeah, yeah, I have. Uh, I've I've always wanted to do a Christmas movie, so I'm actually really fun. excited about it. My yeah, character is a little, I don't want to say anti-Christmas, but she she's she has, she's a little bit more uh, boy-driven than you know Christmas-driven. But it's <laughs> the movie itself is so much fun, and so and it was so much fun to be a part of. So I'm really excited to see that. Oh, those those are always feel-good movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. Christmas in October. But um, what's the release date of this film? 
Uh, I think it's October 25th. I wow. know they switched it. I said somewhere the other day, October 28th, but I, I looked, wow. I looked okay. yeah, again, and it's October 25th. Well, it's interesting because a lot of people say, oh, you shouldn't uh, put up Christmas decorations until after Halloween. But yet, your film, your yes. Christmas movie is coming out before Halloween. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I went into Rite Aid the other day, or, or at the drugstore the other day, and they had Christmas stuff. They had a whole row of Halloween. Then they had like a little bit for Thanksgiving, and then they had a whole row of Christmas stuff. Oh, I'm my like, goodness. Really, That's insane. guys? I'm like, it's not even Halloween yet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I could so say... Funny. I mean, it should be after Thanksgiving, but I can handle after after Halloween. After Halloween yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But you know, whatever. People want to prepare. My my mom, which I actually was very very proud of her. Um, I talked to her probably in like May, one day, and she was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." She's like, "You know, I pretty much have all my Christmas shopping done." I'm like, "What? Wow. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah." Which is surprising because you know, years and years ago, she was like. You know, the day of, like, crap, I still have to get this person That's something. That's how this I am usually. <laughs> yeah. But online shopping yeah. has alleviated a lot of those issues, thank God. Absolutely, mm. yeah, thank God. And it's so nice. You don't have to deal with the, the stress of going into the store and, you know, waiting in lines. And sometimes it's fun. But when I see people at, like, the Black Friday sales that are, like, you know, waiting at Best Buy at 2 in the morning, I yeah. recommend them. I just <laughs> want to bring them some hot chocolate and be like, good luck. Uh, <laughs> line eight hours th- throughout the night just to save ten bucks. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm like, I don't well, get it. But you know what? They, that's that's probably their thrill. That's <laughs> the, the, the thrill of the bargain is their thing. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, your character is Victoria in this uh, A Merry Christmas match. Uh, tell us a little bit about the character. Uh, well, Victoria is a spoiled rich girl. Um, nice. Both of her parents are are very. Uh, very well off, and she falls in love with um, one of the other, uh, another guy in the film who is also very well off, but he has kind of a change of heart. He's going after the the lovely girl as opposed to, you know, the one that, that feels like she just, she deserves everything in the world, and that would be me. Um, so it's it's fun. It's, it's, it's a fun, fun little part for the movie because uh, I feel like it shows it allows his character to, to grow a lot and overcome, you know, what, what he's what he's been through in a in a high society and kind of um, humble himself and, and to see what the truth is. And so I feel like my character, uh, my lovely character of Victoria, allows him to be able to, to do that. You know? It's so funny. I normally play it's either like the super edgy roles or like the goody goody roles. Right. But normally there's always like a little bit of like edge to it. And so okay, Victoria is as edgy as Hallmark can get. Well, what's your um, favorite Christmas movie? Oh well, I love The Grinch. That's always like my number one go-to. I quote it all year round. The cartoon or the, <laughs> or the um, Jim Carrey? What? Which one? The cartoon or like the live action? Oh no, the Jim Carrey version. Okay. Oh, Jim Carrey, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. He that is by far my favorite Christmas movie. But then I also love Elf. Elf oh, is great. Oh, yeah. That's one of the top ones. <laughs> That's my jam. Yeah. Well, one of yeah, my favorite Grinch. ones is the um, Harold and Kumar Christmas. That's the that's one your of the, favorite. That's, that's one of the favorite. most underrated Christmas movies. Uh, <laughs> Die Hard is the the best Christmas movie ever made. Yeah, yeah. Die Hard's great. Oh yeah, yeah. Die Hard, thank you. Yeah. I'm gonna, yep. yeah. No, Christmas. I love I love watching I love watching Christmas movies. There's there's so many. I mean, I remember growing up on like the old school like Frosty and 
Frosty the Snowman and um, Rudolph, and those those were the ones. You know, my mom always used to love to put those on, and so I grew up with those. And and I, I mean, those are always a classic for me. Oh yeah, yeah. My favorite's either like Christmas Vacation or Bad Santa. That's it. My top oh, two. Yeah. I was I was actually just thinking Bad Santa too. I was like, I really really like Bad Santa and Christmas Vacation. I just saw for the first time last year, and I thought it was really. Wow, that's a classic. Yeah, I had never seen it. Oh, good. <laughs> I love it. So you have quite a few uh, TV credits, um, including NCIS LA, Criminal Minds, CSI Miami, Transparent Bones. What has what's been your favorite, uh, I guess, primetime television uh, gig you've had? You know, man, it's hard. I've been on so many. I have been very fortunate, I would like to say, that I've been on some really, really great sets. Um, I I really, really loved being a part of, of Transparent. I feel like it cool. was a vehicle for um, just, just a new transformation of television that I feel like as an artist I'd never really been a part of. Mm. Um, but then also industry-wise, I just felt like it was... I mean, everybody on that show, the, the the table read of that show was like watching a play, you know? I mean, mm. they just fully committed in the room, and yeah. and Judith Light was just like, oh my gosh, she's just epic. She was so great, and so I really loved being a part of that. Um, but I also feel like I really loved being a part of MCAS LA. Eric Christian Olsen it was just so wonderful, and it was so cool to, you know, even though I was only on there as a guest star, they really accepted me as if no, you know, you're you're a player of all this, and we're, let's let's all collaborate together and let's run our lines and let's you know, they just were really really open mm. to, they they saw me as an equal, which which was really nice because awesome. I think I did that when I was like 22 years old, and um I I I really like everyone on that show was an actor, but yeah, I mean I just feel like I've been very very blessed to be a part of some really great um, crews and and cast. So I, that's definitely something I would I I'm gearing to get in get back into because I right. just I love prime time I you want to shift you know, do you want to shift do you want to alienate your daytime audience <laughs> and move yeah, over to prime yeah, time yeah, <laughs> no no I mean I just love playing as many things as I have the capability of playing because I feel like I you can do both regardless, right regardless I grow as a person yeah you can do both are I you allowed to be a series both. regular on a daytime soap and a prime time. Well, normally I would say no, but Hunter from um, uh, Hunter King from YNR, they were really, really, really gracious in letting her do. I think she's on Life and Pieces series regular, and then she's also on YNR. They've been really good about letting her flip flop back and forth. And I feel like there's a lot of shows now because there's only four shows left, and because primetime changed so much. Yeah, I feel like. The, the the networks are, are really being a lot better about letting people go and do both because you know if it pulls viewership it really does you know I mean if you're if you're absolutely you know cast member is working and they're working on something else and and they're liked by that viewership then you know all those fans are going to go oh what else is she on and and I've noticed that you know from any of the things that I do especially soap fans they are just loyal 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 sometimes to a fault and um, I don't want to say to a fault. That sounds terrible. No, they're just they're <laughs> not to a fault. They're fantastic. They're just absolutely loyal. And they're like, what else are you doing? What else are you doing? And so right. I feel like it really benefits the networks and the shows to let people go off and do little things here and there. Mm-hmm. And 
if you Both could, the beautiful has been great letting me do that. If you could choose a um, a network primetime show, whether it be you know regular network TV, cable TV, or streaming, what which what show would you love to be on? Oh, this is a hard one because there's so many things that I love. I, well, a network in general, I would love to get on the CW. That is something that yes. I have wanted since since I was younger. I mean, I love superheroes. I love. Marvel eventually in movies is eventually where I want to head. Or yes, we but love that. Love we love all that. that. Oh yeah, me too. That's that's like my my one of my major major goals. And I feel like the CW is kind of encapsulating both of those things onto their network constantly. Right. So that is something in general that I would love to be on. But I mean, this is us. I love this is us. I think mm, the cast good is show. impeccable. Good I'd love to be a part of that. Um, and then you know, at some point, I'd love to be a part of of a comedy. I, I've always kind of wanted to do that too. And, um, I don't know, you know, for me, I'm always like, what, what, what's a good, um, story that I can stick my teeth into and, and a good cast and, um, people that are really great at what they do and, and how can I be a part of it? And I, and I would love to be a part of it, but CW in general, the network, I, I mean, every show that's ever come out. I mean, I want to play Poison Ivy so bad, so I'm always like, Oh, oh. yes, you'd be perfect. <laughs> I, oh, my gosh, I that's something that, that I've always wanted to play. It's so funny. My mom laughs because, you know, I'm so spiritual and so positive all the time, and she's like, you just love playing these darker roles and these other, and I'm like, it's just fun for me to kind of see that side right. of mm-hmm. life because naturally I'm I'm not like that, but it's so fun to kind of sink my teeth into Right. Into the, like we said before, the darker side. Um, so, Courtney, this is Vanessa. Hello. Um, and I, I will completely underscore what you just said. I'm also a very positive, peppy kind of redhead. person. And I'm a redhead. And <laughs> I teach bar like you. But some of yes. my favorite roles are actually the really dark ones because you get to explore emotions and sides of you that may or may not exist. But, um, you know, you, you sort of get to discover new areas because that isn't who you are. So it can be really fun. Um, but I do have a quick question. So, well, actually, it's more of a compliment. You're your strength and your determination and your clarity growing up uh when i was um looking into your your past and how you got into acting i was so struck and impressed by how i think at 15 you begged your parents to go to acting school and then you went to la and then you got your your associate's degree when you were 18 in psychology can you just tell us a little bit about that um how how determined you were and what drove you and how you knew you wanted to be an actress? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know when it started. I just remember that it was just a passion at such a young age. I knew at three years old that I wanted to entertain. I mean, I literally basically came out like dancing and entertaining of my Mm -hmm. mother's womb. And that's just something that I mean, our home videos are basically all me, and it's not because people are filming me. It's because I'm filming myself in my room, making up skits and doing accents and making up dances. And I just was always drawn to the arts. Um, And, you know, I'm a very type A personality. I love to learn. So school and um, any sort of capability for me to grow and learn was something I always gravitated towards. So 
for me, you know, I went to, I asked my parents for an agent when I was, well, I asked them for one when I was younger. Um, and as a dancer, I was so hyper that my parents were like, you know what, we're just going to let her be a kid and stick to school. So that's what I did. And then they said, wait till you're 12. And then when I turned 12, they gave, they, you know, said, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, I want an agent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they got me an agent. <laughs> what an awesome birthday present, agent. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I would like an agent. Thank you. Um, and then I started high school and it just wasn't for, for me in the sense that like, I just didn't care about the clicks. I didn't care mm-hmm. about who was popular and who was taking who to homecoming. Like it just wasn't my thing. I was right. like, what, what am I learning? Am I, do I know everything that I need to learn about history or about, you know, the Pythagorean theorem or whatever it is so that I could pass this test so that I can make sure I get good grades so that I can make sure I can get to dance class on time. Like that was just, I don't know. I don't know. My parents are very driven people and they're also very artistic and creative. So I feel like it just kind of stemmed from there. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know exactly how to answer that. I just feel like it just it just was always ingrained in me since I was younger, and I'm very fortunate to have parents that were capable and also so supportive of me really, you know, pursuing my dream and being a part of it as well. I mean, they are still, like, my biggest fans. You know, my mom's Facebook page is, like, everything that I'm always doing, and and Aww. it's just it's Aww, the sweetest thing in, in the world, and... Yeah, I, I love it because, you know, I, there were so many people I grew up with out here and their parents would just drop them off and then leave, you know, at 15 and mm-hmm. get an apartment. A bunch of kids would live by themselves. And I don't know. You know I'm always, I always look at myself as my biggest competitor. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really focused on anybody else. It's always about what do I want. I have so many dreams and goals. And I just want to be the best person that I can be. And the most educated, yep. which is going back to what you were saying about learning the side of you that, that isn't you. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you only stick to what you know, you're you're only going to be one-sided. You're and, only limiting yourself, like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. It's not really the point of life. So I'm always, you know, wanting to learn. I'm actually back in school right now getting my nutrition degree from Cornell. Oh, I just, wow. That's something oh, I've always wanted to do. So that's you. That's amazing. That's an inspiration for us all. Uh, I love that. As a working actor, you still continue and continue education. But, mm-hmm. Courtney, wow, this is an amazing interview. Uh, thank you so much for <clears throat> talking to us here on Below the Belt Show. And, of course, you can check check you out uh, on uh, The Bold and the Beautiful um, on CBS, uh, Sally Spectra, and, of course, uh, on your video game platforms <laughs> on yes. Control. So mm-hmm. and. And uh, thank you so much. Wow, this is great, Courtney. If you could, before we let you go, let us know who you are. Throw out uh, a plug for maybe some of your video game work and Bold and Beautiful. Let us know you're on Below the Belt Show. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm <just laughs> if you could just do a, a, a promo for us, just let us know who you are. You can throw out okay. your uh, few projects. Like, I'm, I'm Courtney Hope, and I'm uh, in control and Bold and Beautiful, and you're on Below the Belt Show. Hi, I am Courtney Hope, and I play Sally Spectra on The Bold and the Beautiful and Jesse Faden from Control, and you are listening to the Below the Belt Show. Oh, my can I do that again? That's perfect. No, that's perfect. <laughs> perfect. That was good. Listening to the Below the Belt Show? Yeah, that's it. Below the Belt Show. That's perfect. 
you are listening to or on? You, you can say either one. <laughs> and I call myself an actor, and I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Hi, I am Courtney Hope, and I play Sally Spectra on The Bold and Beautiful and just faded from Control, and you are listening to Below the Belt Show. I love it. Courtney, awesome. thanks so much for calling in. Yeah, thanks, guys. Great Thank time. you. Bye. 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 Okay, bye. <laughs> that was Courtney Hope, guys. What a lovely, lovely, gorgeous and talented Woman, uh, I will be yes. picking up that video game. Right? That yeah, so it's, like cool. it's made by a company called Remedy. They yes. do a lot of like story, like linear storyline type games that I'm really okay. big fan of. And Cool. You know, we got to take a out. classic cut break and recharge our batteries. So oh, let's yeah. go with the Chachi's Classic Cut theme. Where my dog's at. It is time for King Chachi's Classic Cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi's. Chachi. <laughs> That's right. Chachi in charge for Chachi's classic cut. Back once again. Still the yes. best theme th- song on radio or podcast. <laughs> right? It's been going on for a long time. It has been a minute, song. right? It has been a minute. All right. Well, we were talking about the new Joker movie earlier. So I had to pick a song from that movie. And this is a older cut. Like I think it's from the 70s. Yes. Did you say so? The, because that's the that's the period of time where yeah. the movie took place, I believe, right? Late seventies, maybe early early eighties. Yeah, I read early eighties somewhere, but it's like yeah. that's like real early eighties. Yeah, like 80, that's what it seemed like. 80, yeah. 81, If I had to, yeah. if I had to put it in the eighties, it's around that eighties, but it's probably the seventies. Back when New York was all shitty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, back when like the Warriors were taking over. Wow. Come out and play. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is by the group Cream. Oh hell yeah. White Room, which you saw when um, when the Joker was, I believe, in the was it in the police car. Yeah, yep. this away. is a great song, by the and way. And he's looking at all the um, carnage that he started. Yep. Well, here it is, Cream White Room. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and BelowTheBeltShow.com. And we're back. All right. Cream, 
That's White a great song. song. Good song. Great song for the classic cut. Um, yeah, I was thinking like Sending the Clowns or, but those are too peppy and a little on the nose, man. Sappy, you know? Well, the other song, the Rock and Roll Part Two by Gary Glitter, there was some there's some controversy, controversy about that, right? Well, apparently he was like a child molester. Yeah, yeah, he wow. went to court for he went to court for it. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, we don't want that. But that's no, a that's a popular song that. though. They play that the, song um, at the Orioles. See, that's why I think it was an an '80s song. Didn't that song come out in like 1980, 81? That song, what? The the glitter, the rock and roll. I, yeah. I'm not sure, but they played they played during like all the sporting events. Right. Yeah. Still. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. It was in it was in Josh Jams. I did dig that Jock moment Jams. in the movie mm-hmm. when they played that song and he yeah. was like full Joker. I yeah. Liked it. That was good. Um, but I mean, I mean, is there something that where like you can separate the art from the from the artist? I can't remember. I think it was Dave Chappelle. Maybe it was Dave Chappelle who said, "How famous do you have to be where you can rape somebody and then it's okay." Oh, oh my that's God, dude! He was talking. I think he was talking about Bill Cosby. At the <laughs> oh time. my God, that's crazy. Yeah, I guess I guess he got to be more successful than Bill Cosby then. Yeah, apparently yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, more movie stuff, guys. Uh, speaking of Christmas movies, they're uh, doing a musical ad- adaptation of A Christmas Carol, starring Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. So really, as Will Ferrell, you know, famously portrayed uh, Elf in yeah. his film, and Ryan Reynolds. He's just great in anything he does. So put right. put those two together. Oh. Um, apparently Apple wants uh, this film. Oh, and they oh, want to produce they it. Uh, yeah, because Apple wants you know they want it. They want they're that, trying to get in that streaming they service. They want man. Netflix money. So I don't work for trying. them anymore, so I can tell you how much they suck. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you, they're they're getting that content though. They're, they're making that money. They got In Night Shyamalan's uh, new series, Servant. Yeah. Uh, Haley Seinfeld's new um, series Dickinson, and of course, if they get if they are negotiation, they they land this film. So. I think the only way I'd be able to watch any of that stuff is if I go back to work with them and get that for free. Yeah, there you go. Which you I'm worked in the good. Apple Store. I worked at Apple for like five years. Yeah. Did you have a man bun during that time? No, <laughs> I had the ironic beard though. Oh, you did. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was a fucking black sheep at that at that place. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. One like veterans, they don't hire a lot of veterans, and the ones okay. they do, they yeah. they're kind of oddball. Right. Um, but I was security for Apple for two years. Oh. And then, because they liked me so much and my contract was up, they hired me on. Yes. And I was still a security guard. I just sold Apple phones. <laughs> <laughs> but you could still push your mus- you know, muscle around, right? Oh, I would, and I totally did. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have a good like rating score. They're like, oh, he yelled at me too much. Well, I'll, I'd rate you high. <laughs> Thank you. I'd rate you high. <laughs> but like, I need you to fix my Apple password. <laughs> I'd just be like, No. I can't imagine dealing with customers all day like that. Oh, just dude, different it was so rough. Dude. Yeah. It was rough. issues. I can't do retail. Yeah. I, I cannot handle rudeness. Yeah. I can't do you it. You dealt with some rude people, right? Uh, yeah. But the great thing yeah. was that like the my bosses understood my background and if I was like, Hey, get them out of here, they'd be like, Oh yeah, he's gone. So like as soon as someone was like terrible like that to either yeah. me or somebody who wasn't as like much of a presence, I guess. Right. Um I would happily escort them out. Mm, okay. Nice. It was awesome. Well, there you go. Did you see anything weird on anybody's phones? Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dude. I, I mean, dude. I can show you pictures on my phone of, like, full-grown adults having complete temper tantrums. Like, I had a woman who tried to buy a phone, but her contract wasn't eligible yet, mm-hmm. so she climbed under the table and refused to come out. Really? No. And she was there Jesus. with, like, her two teenage daughters. Oh, wow. God. It was awful. Well, I meant, totally I meant awful. when you were trying to fix people's phones. Oh, lots of weird pictures. A lot of porn. A lot of porn. A lot of porn. Either homemade or downloaded. And the thing is that, like, the people that would be sharing that stuff were, like, 
older people in like their 70s and their 80s. <laughs> oh, no, really? Usually kind of skeevy old dudes yeah. who forget that they have all these tabs open. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, like, oh, I need help with my Apple password. I'm like, okay, well, let's go to your browser. Oh, oh. oh well, let's just go to a new, pa- new tab real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they pretend like nothing happened? Or yeah. No, no, no. You ignore it. <laughs> you don't You don't acknowledge no, their, their sins. That's hysterical, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I just bought a new Apple phone, iPhone, so I, I threw my old one into a volcano. What, what'd you get? The 11. Oh, yeah? Just the basic yeah. one, yeah. This is the first phone since the iPhone 5 that I have not had anything to do with. It's kind of crazy not being okay. in an Apple launch. Yeah, I had... I, um, I know nothing about that phone. Last phone was a 6S, so yeah. I was due for an upgrade. That's a big yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 wow. yeah. Are you an Apple? Much better, dude. Yeah. Are you Apple or Android? I'm Apple, right. and actually I purchased the new XS Max oh, yeah? in August for the documentary because oh. I decided that I was going to crowdsource the you documentary. Me. I might have been and able to hook you up. I was still there then. I actually, it was a spur of the moment thing, but oh, I was okay. like, well, I'm going to film this documentary. Yeah. Why not just iPad, use an iPhone? You're welcome. iPad discount. Yeah, yeah. You were you were there on my last day. <laughs> I was there. Yeah, I sold a, I sold I sold Al his iPad on on my last day there. Yeah. I, I gave him very illegal discounts. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck are they gonna do? Fire me? <laughs> like you and like four other people that I sold shit to. Like I sold someone a phone with like with like a three hundred like a no not three hundred dollars. It was like a hundred dollar discount. There you go. And she was like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't care. Yeah, there it is. There Thank you, you very much. Yep, <laughs> and you still I don't know how to I figure it out. Something <laughs> Apple, so. Yeah. I'm going to stay loyal to Android for a phone, though. I accept um, your truth. <laughs> so there's a new John Wick spinoff. You hear about this? A woman-centric John Wick spinoff called Ballerina. Yeah. yeah. And the works at Lionsgate. Um, one of the writers on John Wick uh, had already penned the script. Um, not revealed whether uh, Keanu Reeves will uh, appear in the spinoff. Uh, this I will sure be all about... So. Female assassins. So. All I will say is, is that if whoever they get to be the protagonist puts in the same amount of work that Halle Berry did, right. uh, I'm fucking sold. Because yeah. the trainers, the, the the stunt coordinators that they have for those for those three movies, are phenomenal. And right. like when you see the first two, you're like, oh cool, Keanu Reeves can do all this awesome stuff. But then when you see Halle, like, did any of you guys see the new John Wick? Yes. Not yet. You should see it. Oh, I want to. Halle Berry. Fuck it. Like, I would marry Halle Berry now. Like, my <laughs> wife understands. Because she's like, she. I mean, she's I a fucking, she's a shooter now. Not only that, she's a canine handler. There you go. And, like, Even she trained reason. with these with these canine dogs for, like, an entire year. Yeah. And then she did an entire year of, like, like, sh- like gun work and mm-hmm. MMA fighting and all this stuff. Like, cool. she's a fucking badass. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Th- and that's yeah. one thing I love about acting yeah. is the research and the education yeah. and how mm-hmm. much you can actually grow. Yeah. Like, she's mm-hmm. legit lethal now. Like yeah, you've it's seen amazing. Her, like, you've seen the video of, of Keanu Reeves on the gun range shooting right. the steel targets and shit. They got Halle doing that, and it's... She's uh, she's good. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you're a fan of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels oh and yeah. Snatch, Jason Stata will be teaming up with Guy Ritchie for oh, cool. a, a new film for Miramax. It's a U.S. remake of the French thriller Le Convoyeur. Um, about time they remade that. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Oh, yeah, I was waiting for that, yes. But we're Way past more two. excited about the... <laughs> Guy Ritchie <laughs> and Jason, Jason Statham um, yeah. reuniting because, yes. as you know, a lot of people love Snatch and yeah. Lock. Snatch is a good one. Two smoking barrels. Is I Statham lo- in Lock. I love Snatch. Yeah, you do love Snatch, yeah. don't you? <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a really it's good. Really movie. good. Yeah, good acting. Brad in it. Brad Pitt takes his shirt off. Uh, <laughs> oh, speaking of Brad Pitt, Dax, I saw Ad Dax. Astra. Oh yeah. Did you guys? How was that? Not seen Ad Astra. Talked about it yet. We talked about it last week. It was amazing. Not so much. I loved it. You didn't like it. Not feeling it. 
No. I really liked it. I know it wasn't really necessarily a sci-fi it. movie, but it the plot there it was were sci-fi. loopholes. Well, I, I, uh, I heard it was boring. It was. Right? Oh, Isn't it like oh, almost oh, three hours? No, no, I couldn't. No. Yeah, and it was I'm, good. I'm not again. I'm not it. poo-pooing it, but <laughs> I kind of am. I really like that. I'm astronaut. glad. I'm Curse glad your sudden but inevitable betrayal. <laughs> we had an actress on Ad Astro on last week. The woman, really? okay. the woman that was uh, the flight attendant, the space flight attendant that gave us yeah. Brad Pitt uh, blanket yeah. and pillows. The space um, yeah, flight really attendant. Cool stuff yes. About it, okay. I don't know nothing about attendant. this movie. Story yes. wise, I just couldn't. I couldn't mm. do it. It was a little, you know, ahead of its time because we haven't reached that technology to reach Uranus. The Uranus te- in 79 days. The technology. I think it takes years. I looked it up on Google. It takes a few years. 79 days to get to Neptune or Uranus, but I looked it up on Google. No, that's not not true. Technology. No, (laughs) it takes takes two years to get to Mars. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh no, 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 no. I think it's like nine months. But then again, this movie is in the future, so they could have that technology by then. Yeah. The technology. The technology. Um. So they're doing another Agatha Christie uh, film. Um, due to the success of Murder Murder on the Orient Express. That was really good. Huge names I enjoyed attached it. to this one. Uh, it's, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Penelope Cruz, Johnny Depp, Willem Dafoe, Lucy Boyden, and Daisy Ridley. They were all in the first one. Yes, and they're on the first one too. Yeah. Hmm. I, you know what? I'm reading the old cast. You sure are. Completely fucked up. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I guess they're making a sequel. So this is uh, this is the new cast. The Orient Express (laughs) two. <laughs> this, <Patrick Bugaloo>. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the cast. Annette Benning, Russell Brand, Don French, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Yes. Army Hammer, Rose Leslie, who's Yagrit from Game of Thrones. Yep. Emma Mackey, um, Sophie Alcanito um, are all attached to this film, which is called Death on the Nile. So much worse cast. Gal Gadot yeah. is awesome, dude. Yeah, well, Who doesn't well, like Gal to the Gadot? Other co- well, I like her too, but compared to the uh, Army Hammer, other Rose cast? Leslie, Annette Benning, Russell yeah. Brand. Yeah, and, yep. yep. Well, okay. yeah. <laughs> Russell Brand. I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, let's see. Um, Alicia Vikander. Um, love her, by love the way. Love her. Oh, yeah. love, wow, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Such one of my hottie. faves. Such yep. a hottie. She's got a new film called Earthquake <clears throat> Bird. Trailer just dropped for that. Um, Earthquake bird. Where her character is <laughs> being questioned as one of the top suspects in a disappearance of a missing woman and oh, one okay. of her best friends. Like sometimes they just name movies something so bad that I'll never see the movie. Yeah. Earthquake is bird is a bad movie. Earthquake yeah. bird Earthquake makes bird. me think. I mean, I'm, I'm going to strange places with Earthquake bird, but it isn't that plot at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it will air on Netflix on November 15th. All right. All right. Um, Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Abigail Breslin, and your favorite, oh, Emma yeah. Stone, mm-hmm. return to the Red Band <laughs> trailer of Zombieland Double Tap. Really cool. Yep. I love the first one. Really cool. I need to rewatch the first one. Yeah, it's good. So it holds need, up. Yeah, I don't think I watched I, I think I watched it on cable years ago and didn't finish yeah. it, so I need to be prepared for this next one. So Bill Murray, who's one of my all-times. Like, I guess did it just kind of on a yeah. whim. Like, it was one of those things where, like, they let them a voicemail, and he's like, yeah, okay, I'll come and do it. <laughs> and he plays himself, yeah. and he gets shot yeah. because he's in zombie makeup. Right. But it's only so we can go mm-hmm. golfing. Right. In the zombie <laughs> apocalypse. It's awesome. I love it. Oh, we already mentioned that Joker's the number one movie, which it is, is no surprise there, but... Following the Joker, uh, we also have um, Abominable, second place. Uh, third is Downton Abbey. Downton mm. Abbey. Fourth is Hustlers and Warner Brothers It Chapter 2. Still 
holding up in the box yeah, office. The, cl- the clown. It's a clown sandwich. It's a yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Joker and uh, Joker it. and it. Yeah. Holy hell, that's it's a really good uh, observation too, too there, many, Big Nick. Too wow. many fucking clowns. <laughs> um, Hulu is doing another Marvel series called Hellstrom. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's about Damon and Anna Hellstrom, two children of a mysterious and powerful serial killer. Cool. So Homeland actress Elizabeth Marvel will star as her mother, um, and it stars also Ariana Guerra, Robert Wisdom. June Carroll and Elaine Yui. Hmm. Um, cool. Cool. Should be pretty cool. At yeah. A Comic Con, we actually saw El Camino uh, car, which is kind of cool. We did. Which is cool. El but, Camino. Uh, the um, <clears throat> red carpet premiere of uh, El Camino Breaking Bad uh, happened. Um, Where was that at? Was that in LA? It was in Los Angeles, yeah. Because he had the car in LA, too. So I'm thinking maybe we saw the fake car. Ah. <laughs> Probably so, yeah. yeah. But it was cool to see that at New York Comic Con, by the way. It was cool. Yeah, so, um, but yes, um, the premiere um, was in Los Angeles, and it felt like an Avengers event, for, reportedly, as dozens of stars attending um, from across the Breaking Bad universe were there. And of course, from the prequel, Better Call Saul in the AMC. So, um, some of the best writers. Yeah, are you looking forward to seeing it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, if you watch Better Call Saul, it's on the best writing on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah, it's a great show. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, if Walking Dead had these writers, I mean, Walking Dead would be do, would do, doing wonderful right, right now. But, yeah. like, they can't mm-hmm. write. Like, they, um, you know, they're not good at um, character development. I mean, these guys well, can build up any character. You know, they're, they're, they're trying their best for the, no, they're not for trying the last best. season. Um, but <laughs> nonetheless... <laughs> um, <laughs> It's funny, I don't know if you've seen uh, the Jimmy Fallon and Trace Atkins did a skit uh, where they actually um, made up lyrics for the Breaking Bad theme. Um, it's on YouTube if you want to check it out, um, but it's pretty funny. The lyrics, Since Breaking Bad theme doesn't have any lyrics, they said the lyrics could be he was a high school teacher till he got real sick, now he's Breaking Bad, now he's Breaking Bad. Aaron Paul was his friend who called everybody bitch. He was Breaking Bad, also Breaking Bad. Started cooking up drugs, but they came out blue. He was Breaking Bad, making drugs is bad. Bought a pork pie hat, threw a pizza on the roof because he's Breaking Bad, really Breaking Bad. There you go. Okay. That's kind of yeah. cool. Well, all those assholes who throw, the, <laughs> who throw the pizza on the roof now made it harder for fans to see uh, that filming location. Right. Because <laughs> the owners of that house hate the fans now. And they I build, bet. They built a fence around the house. Dude, I bet, man. Like, why would you buy a pizza and throw it in somebody's house? <laughs> like somebody lives there. Because Breaking Bad. Well, <laughs> Breaking Bad. Speaking Breaking of attractions, Chachi, for Breaking Bad, you can actually go to L.A. for uh, from the creators of the 90210 Peach Pit pop-up and the Saved by the Max pop-up. They're going to do a Breaking Bad a pop-up in West Hollywood. Really? Yes. So you can check out interactive... Uh, Recreations from all five seasons of this series, do-it-yourself, chemically reactive cocktails, and show-inspired menu items. So there you go. Well, what's all the right. interior going to be about? Um, it'll probably kind of mm. look like the um, trailer, I imagine, that they used to cook up the drugs. I mean... Because they had some um, of those um, Los Polos Hermanos um, pop-ups in the past. Yeah. But, yeah, might be, might be worth tuning in next time. Uh, have it be mm. Los, uh, Los Angeles. It'll be a run... From October 16th through the end of the year. So um, oh, I think well. I'm going to be spending Thanksgiving with my sister, so I might, uh, might have to make a trip to uh, check out the uh, Breaking Bad <laughs> display or pop-up. Um, and speaking of AMC, we failed to mention we did also see a sneak peek 
of the new Walking Dead spinoff series, which yeah, is, still right. has no title. No title. Hey, what do you think of the trailer, though? It was, it was pretty good, right? I mean, my God, like a third series. A third series, which is about <laughs> young, young protagonists. So it's kind of like... They're going all in, aren't they? They're going like a CW demographic. They are milking that cash cow. Yeah. They're like, they're like our, our, our ratings are, are tanking. Fuck it, let's do a third series. <laughs> like, we're going to like... Like we're gonna keep going You're in. Absolutely right, man. Hit me again. Hit me again. <laughs> I'm excited Third about season. the fourth season of Rick and Third Morty. Season. Any Rick and Morty fans? Yep, right here. Yes, the I'm trailer, uh, season four trailer just dropped for that. Uh, five new episodes will debut on Sunday, November 10th. Nice. Um, so um, that'll be pretty cool. And then the second half will follow in 2020. Okay. So they're gonna split up their episodes, I guess. Um, but the trail looked really cool. Did you get a chance to see it? Pretty exciting. Yeah, it did. It was it looks pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. I do love them. For you Game of Thrones fans, star Michael Hoosman, who played um who did he play? Um Dario or whatever? Um the former lover of Daenerys. Before of the course. first one or the second one? Uh the second Dario. Okay. The, yes. So the guy who took his, the the place. Yes, yeah, okay. he's gonna be teamed up with Kaylee Cuoco from Big Bang Theory. They're gonna work on a show called The Flight Attendant, which is going to be on HBO Max. Right. Tells the story of a, a flight attendant who wakes up in the wrong hotel, in the wrong bed, with a dead man and no idea what happened. That's I, quite a pickle. I hate yeah. when that happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, That's a bummer, man. Prodigal Son uh, has been picked up for an additional nine episodes, so it's actually a big hit on Fox. This is... Uh, um, Thomas Paine, who played Jesus in uh, The Walking Dead, his new series. So. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, for those who checked out Saturday Night Live, you might have seen um, Taylor Swift debuting her new title track, Lover, and are also her other single, False God, which was a ballad, which we're going to be uh, released on her upcoming album. Philly Waller, Phoebe Wallerbridge hosted the show. I was not familiar with Phoebe Wallerbridge until I watched uh, the Emmys, and she, as you know, won Best actress in a comedy series for Fleabag, so I'm going to have to give Fleabag a shot and check Fleabag. it out. Fleabag on Amazon Prime, yeah. yeah. I know nothing about it. No, never I didn't even never know. heard of it. Yeah, yeah, I heard of it, but like, yeah. I'd never heard of the actress until then. And yeah. apparently, she voiced the droid in Solo. Oh, um, that's her, okay. The uh, androgynous droid. That, yeah. the, the annoying one? The annoying... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The annoying one! The annoying one. Okay, right. well, I'll make sure I skip that series. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, too funny, man, too funny. Uh, reality television fans or uh, fans of The Voice, uh, Nick Jonas will be the newest uh, coach or the newest uh, mentor uh, on the reality television hit. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. As you know, uh, big, uh, big um, void left by Adam Levine, who's been a fixture on that show for so long. Ten so. years he was on that show. Yeah, and then yeah, he's he's yeah. Uh, he's taking a break. It's been on for ten years. Yeah. Yeah, he's wow. been on, he's been on for ten years. Yeah. The show's been on for ten years. Yeah, yeah long yeah. time, man. Uh, the Bachelor may may need a good plastic surgeon as the newest Bachelor, uh, while shooting the the upcoming season, suffered a fall in Costa Rica. Oh snap! And apparently, it will not impact the rest of the show's schedule. Um, apparently, he had twenty two stitches for. But look for the 22 stitches to appear in the next Bachelor when he wow. is. to his face? All right. Uh, yeah, to his face. Oh okay, my so God. now all the women yeah. on there Ooh, have to love him for his personality. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 22 stitches yep. to the face, man. That's a scar. That, that's, that's a, a scar. rough looking that's, yeah. that's, that's a heavy scar, duty like, cut to the face, man. Yeah, they found a good surgeon for him. 
to take oh, rid of the scar. Oh, good. I bet they did. Because uh, you need plastic surgery to get rid of a scar. You know? Yeah. But apparently, uh, ABC, I'm guessing, is footing the bill for that oh, one. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> mm, <laughs> I mean, you hurt yourself yeah. on set. That show is you know? so ridiculous when they all, they're all in love on the first episode yeah. and, like, crying over, yeah. crying over the person. <laughs> I know. Seriously, how can you fall in love that quickly and cry? No, it's After so being dismissed. I think it's more embarrassment, if anything. I have a friend who had a friend who <laughs> was a producer on The Bachelor. Oh, really? Oh. And according to my friend, uh, it's, it's of course, it's so concocted, you know. And I imagine a, a lot, lot of, of the storylines yeah. are like the producers making the storylines up and stuff like that. So I can only imagine that they're telling these women to act a certain way on the first episode. I mean, I'm sure some of them actually feel that way. But I think, you know, it's better for the show because the women at home want the excitement and they Mm -hmm. want the connection and it's all about the story, right? And so the producers are there to kind of guide the story along with the audience in mind. Um so it's so hard with reality shows to know what's real and what isn't real. But if you watch it knowing that, that it's not entirely, it's not right. a documentary. Yeah. It's reality TV. It's meant for entertainment. Yep. Then, you know, you can appreciate it more, I think. Yeah. Like, like when I was on that dating show, I mean, Limidate. Yes. Chachi's a reality TV. You were on Limidate? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Well, we were um, kind of getting along well, like me and the other three guys, and the producer would come over sometimes and stop us, be like, oh, you guys are getting along too well, you need to mix it up some more. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, like, I mean, I don't know if I can talk about it now, can I, it's like 10 years later or whatever. I think, <laughs> I think you can. No, yeah. no, no, no. I think no. it's okay. Yeah. I mean, most of the stuff I said on that show, I made up myself, but like, yeah, they they kind of coax you, like, in between rounds, they like ask you questions like, oh, when when like John said this, when that kind of stupid or whatever, and you'd be like, oh yeah, it was stupid when John said whatever. So right. they try to, like, put you in a direction of stuff to say, but mm-hmm. I still did my own thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I can definitely see that on... Um, How did you do? Who who the What? Who uh, won the date, <laughs> or were they all eliminated? What, all of us eliminated? Were all you... Chacha was the winner! You were the winner? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. Yay! <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't catch <laughs> well, that episode. Can you tell? Come on. Actually, I'm not surprised. Oh, really? (laughs) So did you get to go on the date? It's like you kind of just win and like that's it. Oh. Like, but like when I, when I signed up for the show, like I was single, and then it was like you had to do audition, like you know, like a 10 minute taped interview at Fox 45, and then you had to do like a, if you passed that, it was like a 45 minute phone interview, and then you passed that. It was like months later that we finally filmed. By then, like. I was seeing somebody, but she was cool with me going on the show, and I just went on there to be an asshole and to piss the other guys off. And you won. <laughs> and I won yeah. Right. A message from um, Adrian's publicist. I'm so effing sorry, man. My colleague emailed. Actually, I shouldn't. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't share this. Okay. okay. But he's sorry, but Adrian cannot join us this evening. Uh, oh, oh, I was looking forward to Stumptown yeah. Star. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. that's okay. We're gonna that's get a, right. we're gonna get a well some great on location stuff to cheer you guys up. Um, so let's finish up the entertainment news. Speaking of accidents, not only the bachelor hurt himself. Zach Hansen, the youngest member of Hansen, it, uh, had a motor motorcycle crash. Guys, oh, gosh. Uh, oh no! He's um yeah. Can you believe the youngest uh, Hansen member now has um a family of four? So wow. Um, a little bit of a captain confession. No I, way. Are I you? have been to a Hanson concert. You're and a fan? you're a fan? And, no, I am not. And there is video proof. So. When did you go? 
Uh, this was like maybe seven years ago. Seven. It was a while ago. So the, the well, girl I was dating six? at the time um, was a kind of a stupid, ridiculous Hanson fan. Like she goes to Jamaica every year and sees them in Jamaica. So they were playing here in like at, like nine thirty club or something okay. like that. And um, and she's like, "You have to come with us." I'm like, "I really don't want to come with you," but they eventually talked me into it because it was like, "Okay, well we'll get dinner afterwards and beer and stuff." I'm like, "Yeah, okay, cool." Because I was dating her. Um, and I was pretty much the only guy there. Yeah. And, um, y- you know when there's like a lull in the music and somebody will scream out something stupid like Freebird or something yeah. like that? <laughs> Freebird. I, I, I did that. What'd you say? Yeah, I did, fr- I did oh. Freebird and, um, I got a... Nice. That's great. Yeah. So that's, that's, awesome. that's, that's my Captain confession. But don't feel oh, bad. I, I saw Hanson and Backstreet Boys at Pierce. Oh, Six. I was, a, well, you I know, I will say this. They're, they're we talented met up, we met musicians. Up at that show, yeah, remember? yeah. I had free tickets. Yeah. There you go. They oh are, my gosh. They're Did I get free? No, musicians. I might have paid for and my, the, I had the a date. The oldest one looks uh, like Stephen yeah. Baldwin. Jeez. I always feel like the oldest one Ooh. looks like Stephen Baldwin. He does, he looks a little funky. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's weird, like, weird being older. <laughs> yeah, like they all married with kids. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy, right? It's weird. Yeah, and the Backstreet Boys were were the, the same uh, show. Yeah, that yeah. is exciting. That's your sh- that's Truly. your jam. Right oh, absolutely. There. But it's kind of weird seeing them. Like, it was a small stage, like and they were still were doing their whole. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was like a small stage, and they were still doing their whole dance routines on the stage. Yeah, the Backstreet right. Boys. They're so, so good. But it's kind of weird seeing them <laughs> on a small stage because you used to seeing them like in some big like yeah. some big concert thing, but like. So I'm like, it's kind of sad just being here in this small venue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? They are on tour right now. They were in Vegas. I think they're also doing a tour next year, BSB is. They BSB. are so BSB. genuine. Yeah. That is why I love them. They are so genuine. They're not fake. And I know like, you can put it on and you can fake it up. Wow. Yeah. But they are absolutely genuine, good people. And that's why I love them. That's, that's cool. Good. That yeah. is good. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. So this is an interesting uh, situation. Um, you take a high-profile liberal who happens to be gay. You see them next to a very conservative former president of the United States. And, of course, that's Ellen DeGeneres and George W. Bush, who are seen uh, sitting next to each other at a football game in Texas. And apparently um, they had some backlash from, you know, social media followers. I think that's silly. That but is pretty silly. He's Ellen, been on the, she's been on the Ellen Show. Ellen DeGeneres... I really appreciate her answer because I have friends that are conservative. I have friends that are very exactly. liberal. And I try not to, to talk politics. I try, you know, obviously we all have our opinions, but I like to try to keep peace. And um, I really liked what Ellen DeGeneres said. Uh, her reasoning basically is um, is what she said. Uh, she first of all said that she was friends with George Bush. Yeah, which which was which is interesting, but um, you have to love hmm. people for who they are. I mean, are. he's a friendly guy. I've said fuck in front of him once. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> what? You forget? I was in the Marine Corps. Oh, yeah. And I was security for Marine One. Oh shit! Wow. For right. President Bush. And I said, fuck in front of him and can't wow. David. Did he <laughs> laugh? He did. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. He's a cool guy. Yeah. So, uh, so some of her fans, I guess, why is a gay Hollywood liberal sitting next to a conservative president? So she says, I'm friends with George Bush. I'm, in fact, I'm friends with a lot of people who I don't share the same beliefs I have. Mm-hmm. We're all different, all right. and I think we've forgotten that it's okay that we're all different. Exactly. Yeah. I wish people wouldn't wear fur. fur. I don't like it, but I'm friends with people who wear fur. So just because I don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean that I'm going to be friends with them. Yeah, and... You got a point. Yeah. And, you know, and, and George W. is friends with um, Michelle Obama. 
Mm-hmm. Like they yep. got long gray. Right. I mean, and like, and his um, his dad, um, H. W. Bush, and Bill Clinton used to always do all kind of stuff together for charity. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it was AIDS, right, or something they used to do. And like, um, I, I, I'm not even sure what his stance is on on gay people, but I mean, if it was gay marriage, I mean, Obama was against gay marriage his first term. And would anybody say anything if Obama was hanging out with um, Ellen? So right. I'm happy Ellen didn't sit there and let herself be bullied by people. Yeah, right. right. And, and tell her who she can and can't hang out with. Yeah. Right. I think it's kind of crazy. And you, you yeah. really, I mean, I, I, I had to make this decision when Trump got elected. Actually, I never let before. I never let politics decide who I was going to be friends with. This election for me was more about morality, mm-hmm. right? In yeah. my opinion, uh, but I still chose to continue to be friends with people that I knew had voted for him because I had to see the goodness in everyone. I knew it was important to not isolate myself from those people because even if those people did that to me, I could not do that to them. You mm. have to love everyone. Yes. For the good parts that they are, it doesn't yes. mean you have to be best friends. It doesn't mean that you have to agree on everything, mm-hmm. but you you have to continue to love people, and hopefully, they being around you will start to understand. You know, maybe why they should make better choices in the future. Right. You're yeah. not being friends with them to change them, but you have to set the the example. Right. Y- you really do. Yeah. Be excellent to and, each other. And Party Ellen, on dudes. And, Ellen yeah. and, and George Bush and President George Bush is sh- are showing that example, and I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and like, you know, and, mm-hmm. and like I said, I don't know what his stance on on gay people are is, but like, if he was like anti-gay rights or whatever, wouldn't you want him to be friends with Ellen and see how she's a cool person and maybe change his views that exactly. way? Exactly. Instead yeah. of saying like, we're not gonna be friends, so you just go over there and like, and, right. and then he has even worse views on right. gay. Exactly. If that was right. the case. I doubt yeah. Ellen would be in that same scenario with George, uh, with uh, Donald Trump, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that would happen. You though. can love people from afar, yeah. <laughs> right? Like you I don't think she feels the same way about the <laughs> DT, but no. that's neither here nor there. Um, man, James Franco um, apparently ha- facing new accusations of oh. misconduct for the second time in two years. So um, we haven't had a Me Too story in a while, which I guess a lot of people have been on on eggshells and being very careful. Yeah. And if you notice, there hasn't been a recent story in a while. But apparently, uh, five women, four of whom were his students, came forward to discuss their experience oh. of studying um, under, no pun intended, uh, James Franco. I think there was a pun intended. Okay. Uh, yeah. A little bit. A little bit of an <laughs> I'm pretty um, sure. So basically, <laughs> in, during these scenes, James Franco would ask the actresses to take their tops tops off during scenes. As one would. And a student particularly described, I felt like I was selected for something based on my hard work and merit. When I realized it was because I have nice breasts, it was pretty clear that was not the case. <laughs> what, you didn't have nice breasts? I'm, I'm sorry, but like I go immediately <laughs> to saying? Anchorman. Is it because I have these breasts? These exquisite <laughs> breasts? <laughs> <laughs> and ultimately, none of the I'm women sorry. pursued legal actions. Instead, they <laughs> demanded a, uh, de- demanded a uh, real change and an apology However, two years have gone by, and one of the original four com- uh, complainants, um, Sarah Tither Tither Kaplan, and another student, Tony Gal, 
or filing a lawsuit in which Franco is accused of engaging inappropriate sexually charged behavior towards female students by sexualizing their power as a teacher and employer by dangling the opportunity for roles on other projects. Mm. Um, Was this recent or these accusations are recent? It says two years ago. Two years ago. Two years yeah. ago. The, the studio is now defunct. It's not, it's closed now. You said it was an acting class? Yeah, he yeah. opened up his own studio in New York, and and of course a lot of a lot of people want to sign up. It's James Franco of teaching course. them yeah. acting. Oh yeah. Um, but behind closed doors, I guess some of That's these women got he put was in these. Being a naughty boy. Uh, yeah. Man, that's a st- you know what I mean. That's that, that's a shame only because I, I before this obviously I respected Franco a lot and um, I thought it was great because he was so he was an educator. He was a yeah. film and uh, film star and I remember him hosting Oscar saying I gotta I'm not partying tonight because I gotta wake up for class tomorrow. I was like wow. Yeah. I was like I mean I mean you take yeah. your top off, don't you? <laughs> for uh, James, if James, yeah. if James <laughs> Franco, yeah, he'd have to pay me. <laughs> he'd have to pay you, big dick. Pay you, really? Yeah. <laughs> Fees for service, man. Fees for service. <laughs> Some sad celebrity passings. We forgot to mention this last week, but Rob Garrison, known as Tommy in the Karate Kid movie franchise. Yes. Right? Oh, wow. Anyway. Yeah, he was, yeah. he was actually in the Cobra Kai and series. And was in the Cobra Kai series season one season and two? Two. Oh, season two. Season two. Okay. Yeah, was. Man, that's too bad. Man. Um, I don't have a... a he, actually, he actually died. I mean, it's kind of What was his cause of death? Did you have Well, a, he died in, in the um, series, too. And he died in the series as and well. They, and they put him in a body bag. And like in the original Karate Kid movie, put him he's in the, the one that yelled. Bag. Right, put, put him, him in the body, body bag. bag. Yeah, yeah. But what was his actual cause of death? You know, I don't have that in yeah. my article. I forgot what he said uh, he had. Um, he, it's some kind of disease he had. Like, oh, he was pretty young. I think he was 59. 59 he passed yeah. away, yeah. Um, he was finding some kind of illness. That's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I don't have that here. But um, another sad passing was Ginger Baker, um, a drummer um, who who played with John Lydon to Max Roach, died after a lengthy hospital stay at the age of 80. Also lost um, Larry Junstrom, founding member of Leonard Skinner. Hmm. Long-time bassist for 38 Special Ed, passed away at the age of 70. Mm. Rip Taylor, flamboyant mainstay of the circuit. Good old Rip Taylor. Uh, we lost Rip Torn like recently, too. And now Rip yeah. Taylor, the other famous Rip, had passed away at the age of 88. Um, yeah, Rip. Rip he's he, he he's legendary. He's done yeah. a lot of... Stuff. I mean, recently he did the, a lot of the Jackass. He was on. Um, ja- yep, all three Jackasses. But back in the day, he he he's known for you know throwing his confetti around and um, doing a lot of stuff in the 70s and 80s. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, he's done quite a lot. Um, the Murph Griffin Show, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, <laughs> well, on that happy note, I have to get out of here. So I'm going to uh, sign off. Hold on. And uh, well, Karen Karen Pendleton, one of the original Musketeers. Died at the age of 73. Oh, bummer. Um, and uh, on that note, and Chachi's leaving the building. Yeah, it's a good scene again. Take it easy, all right, all right. <laughs> bye. Chachi McFly's leaving, guys. All right. Chachi's out of the building. Oh man, this is sad. The last, the first house guest of Big Brother, season one, had died at the age of 56. Oh no, who? Damn. Her name is Cassandra Waldron. Are you are you a Big Brother fan? Uh, my husband and I are Big bo- Brother fans. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Big own? Brother fan. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you won't watch it without him. Oh. Well, it's I watched that. the most recent season. Yeah, I mean, I I will say that mm-hmm. it's something fun for us to mm-hmm. do together. Okay. Yeah. But did you watch the most recent season? I watched Mickey every won? season, even from the beginning. I okay, was so watching. you watched where Mickey won. What about won? Big Brother After Dark? 
Uh, no. That's no. a little too. I'm much. not that. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not that insane. <laughs> or, like into it, you know. But yeah, I do watch it. What so. did you think of Mickey uh, winning the prize? Apparently, he had a lot of controversy Ooh, after he won because yeah. he had said some misogynistic things, and then he aligned right. with with Big Jackson. Who apparently right. was had had said racial things. Yeah. I don't know if Mickey said necessarily racial thing, but he kind of laughed at what Jackson said, which got right. him. You know, you got kind of like the Billy Bush thing where mm-hmm. you laugh. And I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Big Brother. Okay, so yeah. so <laughs> usually every se- well, I don't want to say usually, but often there are comments that are made, mm. and because there's live streaming, yes. where CBS doesn't edit it out. Right. Oh, no. Everything. Everything's out there, and people are obsessively watching these. I don't right. know how they have the time, but they are. Seriously. And so literally everything you do... And even goes. ...is... Is blasted Nudity. out there. Oh, that's sack. That's yeah. a roll of the dice, man. I don't like you know all that stuff. Dude. They must make good money doing it. Yeah, um, they, they get paid. I mean, I believe they do, but I, I'm not sure. I actually, I have a friend. She's local here. She um, mm. casts for Big Brother. Oh wow! Yeah, dude, that's awesome. so would you ever go on it? I you know I often wonder. Yeah. But I would have to say probably not because I couldn't. I've heard the stories of. Again, producers coming in and telling you know certain cast members to do certain things. Just like I Bachelor. do not handle rudeness well, so I would have to prepare myself ahead of time to yes. handle Hide the properly. Weapon, right. But anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. So back to Mickey winning. So basically, the the person who won um, had said some things that were controversial, mm. rightly so. Um, what what the show ended up doing was because he didn't leave the house until the finale moment. Like oh. when he won, he was right. still inside the house. Oh, and right. then he comes out and it's a live audience. Right. And and, and he, he sees everyone for the first time that he hasn't right. seen him forever. Does and he like there's drop the N- N-word or something? Like no. what do you do? Okay. I'm not, I don't remember exactly. There was a lot of misogyny. Oh, okay. um, Th- there was another, another cast uh, a member, another house guest, uh, Jackson. There's Jackson. Jackson was the one there's that There's Jackson sends. Jackson. So Jack right. Jack Jax goes by Mickey. Yep. And then the other co- they call the other guy Jack. Okay. Even um, though because you know just to alleviate confusion. Sure. But uh, Jack was the one that dropped the end bomb supposedly. Oh, Oops. and yeah. and in the beginning, one of the first few episodes, Mickey was in control of the game. Yeah. He ended up strat- strategically, according to him, mm-hmm. putting up certain people because of oh, the strategy, yes. not oh. because of their race. Oh, but yes, yes, he yes, did yes. he was not aware of the fact that I believe two of them were African American, one of them was Latina and the other and, and one heavy set. was and heavy set and the other one was an older gentleman. Oh. Right. When he put them up, I noticed but I did not get the vibe from him that that was why he did it. Right. Did you have so one you, of these moments where you're just like So do you genuinely like, nah, do you genuinely you. think that he didn't do that based on race or age. I don't. Okay. At the time, I recognized it and I thought Me this too. might not be a good choice. But not a good political choice. Why right. would you make decisions that you're there to win a game? Right. You're yeah. not there to be politically correct all right. the time. And if you are genuinely making decisions 
because of the game, not because of race or age or sex, then go ahead and make those choices. David, who was one of the African-American players, was actually my number one. Nick and I always choose first episode who we think is going to win and who we want to win. So we have two horses in the race. Mm. David was the one that I wanted to win because I thought his personality was amazing. He seemed genuine. I really liked him. And then, of course, he was the first person. Well, of course not. He was really pissed off. I could tell he was pissed. A few of them were. All those comments that came out. What I didn't like about how CBS handled that Mm -hmm. was that the first time Mickey, who ends up winning, finds out about this controversy Mm. is literally like two minutes before he wins. Oh, shit. So when he wins... It's not exciting for anyone because yeah. <laughs> not even the home. How do you win Big Brothers? Like <laughs> Survivor, he still had like a big voted he, off. Like how does how does the game? Yeah, work? very similar to Survivor. Okay, so you get voted off. All but right. it's once, a social game. But once okay. you're on the block, you have a chance to get off. And Survivor, you're when you're voted off, you're voted off. Oh, all right. So that's uh, that, yeah. that that's. Yeah, I guess the twist of it, but I'm glad you brought that up because we had hadn't had a chance to talk about Big Brother's latest season mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah, and only because there hasn't been another fan that I could talk about it with. Oh, yeah, right, I know. Okay. Now you, now as you, as you can tell, I know literally nothing about <laughs> Big Brother. Um, it's, it's I had three sisters. Like a waste so of time for sure. It's, it's mind, <laughs> it really is mindless so, fun. But so I was exactly. I was rooting for the nerd Nicole. I mean, my guilty reality yeah, like TV Nicole. show pleasure was a show called Love Island. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was yours. That was yours. Yeah. That was yes. my jam. But the British one, not the American the Bri- one. Yeah, the British ones are different. Did you give the American so, show a shot? Uh, we tried it, and we couldn't get through the first episode. <laughs> 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 we couldn't Something get through Something about it. the Brits is just more watchable, it's I guess. Just, well, with their thick Essex accent, it just made it it's so, so cool. entertaining. <laughs> Even even English Big Brother it. is different. I don't yeah. know if you know that, Al. And they're, English, I mean, yo, yes. and they're all total dirtbags. Totally and, and they do a lot of celebrities TV. on, the, on that yeah. as well. Um, but yes, the first house kiss of Big Brother, Big Brother season one, died at the age of 56. Aww. She was the first house kiss oh, that's to what ever enter the United States Big Brother house. She apparently got had a head, head injury in a car accident oh, two months ago and never regained consciousness. Oh, oh damn. That's too bad. Yeah. But Julie Chen did, uh, you know. Love Julie. She did um, a nice, uh, thoughtful uh, Instagram post. About, okay, uh, mm. that's nice. About about uh, Cassandra, rest in peace, Cassandra. Your light will continue to shine in this world because of the way you lived your life with class and grace. Mm. Uh, and that continues on. Um, but happier news: um, Negan got married. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, who plays Negan in The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and Hillary Burton of One Tree Hill. He just seems cool. He's a cool guy. He's a fucking cool dude. He's been with uh, Hillary for ten years, yeah. and they actually have children together. But they finally got married. Well, that's so good. They, they decided to get married later in life. He was on, um, I think it was mm-hmm. was it Conan or was it uh, Jimmy Fallon, where he's talking about pranking his kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's he's a good guy, man. He's a good guy. I, I haven't met Jeffrey Dean Morgan. But I hope to, I hope to one day meet him. Well, you're celebrity soda. We'll make it happen. I, I, eventually, I probably will run into him at some point. But, sure. Uh, also, it was a star-studded wedding in, in New York. Um, um, Paul Rudd was apparently their buddies. He was there. Hmm. Uh, the um, wedding was officiated by Jensen Ackles oh, of cool. Supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who actually introduced Hillary Burton and Jeffrey Dean Morgan together. That's cool. Norman Reedus was in attendance. Sophia Bush, mm-hmm. also from uh, One Tree Hill, was also in attendance as well. Um and apparently, uh, Molly Cyrus. Apparently, she she split up with um, with the Helmsworth. Liam, Liam Hemsworth, and Hemsworth. then dated a girl from MTV The Hills, oh, yeah. Brody Jenner's ex. And now she is dating Cody Simpson. Oh, they broke up. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, she, she broke up with her. She and broke up with her. This guy. She's a guy. Uh. Scared, right. <laughs> 
And okay. He, and Good for you, yeah. Miley. You do you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently they've already posted a lot of Instagram photos together. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, they shared an Instagram story of of Cody uh, planting a kiss on Miley's head. And they had their arms wrapped around each other. They're celebrating. I wonder who swim kept all the pets. For the, for Hemsworth, which <laughs> was Liam, right? The, yeah, because I remember the, I remember the story where like their all their houses were on fire and Liam yeah. saved all their all of her pets. Oh, right. How do you when you when you divorce? I guess how do the yeah, pets who work keeps out? The who, pets? Yeah, how do you work that out? I mean, I was living with this girl and we ended up getting a cat together. Yeah, and we had a horrible breakup, and she kept the cat. I still see um, my ex's uh, Shih Tzu puppy. Yeah. Because I still love the puppy because I was there since day one when she yeah. adopted the puppy. So I come and visit the puppy. And yeah. oh, we're still friends. We're still cool. Yeah. So, I'm not with mine. mine. I, I mean, you know. And the cat's dead, so. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I was not too happy. Um, the crazy, eccentric, and very hot Bella Thorne is in a new relationship, relationship as well. Dating a girl named Alex Martini, who is a, a production assistant. Okay. Yeah. Apparently they made it a... Instagram official as well. <laughs> All right. Um, also, Josh Demel, um, as you know, he was married to Is he not Fergie. married to Fergie anymore? No, he's no, no longer Fergie. Okay. Apparently spotted outside a Toronto airport making out with Miss World America. Hey, that'll work. Audra Mari wow. right outside of a Starbucks. So apparently... Moving up in the world. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, singer Lana Del Rey uh, um, apparently is dating uh, a new dude as well. Um, apparently, they stayed mum on their status initially, but the guy's name is Sean Sticks Larkin. Yep. You know who that is? Live PD. Yeah, who? Yeah, you Live know who? Live PD. Yeah. Live PD. I don't know what Live PD is, I but. <laughs> yeah, you watch that? <laughs> um, I've seen Live a few PD. episodes, and A and E has yep. forced him into stardom. Basically. The host of Live PD. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I can't believe he seems like it a seems nice like guy. an odd pairing though, you know. A, yeah, an that's, amazing that's singer. That's a pretty. That's a pretty odd pairing. A and E host. I don't know. It is an odd pairing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, congratulations to Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds um, as baby number three arrived. Beautiful babies. Yeah. Those two probably yeah. make some good-looking babies. <laughs> probably so. Those are two beautiful she people. They are. She has coming out. She does. Yeah. yeah. And a I loved her film with Anna Kendrick. He's doing and and he's doing a film with uh with Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi, and of course we announced earlier a film with Will Ferrell. With the, Will uh, Ferrell, Christmas yeah. Christmas film, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also a new, um, another new child for Ellie Kemper. Oh, um, that's their good. Their second uh, child. I love her in The Office. Yeah. Yes, yes, The Office. The Unbreakable Kimmy, Kimmy Schmidt. Schmidt. Yep. And um, happy 30th birthday to Dakota Johnson, who celebrated over the weekend, had a huge oh my God, birthday. She's 30. Yes. The Holy 50 shit. Shades of Grey. Star, uh, who is now with Chris Martin of uh, Coldplay, threw her an amazingly huge party. Apparently, Gwyneth Paltrow and her are really good friends, and that's oh, all right. It's, it's kind of odd how Hollywood works sometimes, right? Chris yeah. Martin, you know, still, yeah. <laughs> still, still friends with who his are her ex. parents? Are, is she She's, um, her Melanie are, Griffith? Yes, or John Don, Johnson John, and Melanie Griffith. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, um, right. yeah, she, you know, the nepotism thing in Hollywood. Sure. But, but she's a talented, so, yeah. uh, you know, it wasn't like she wasn't talented and she got lucky, but. Uh, I just saw her in Peanut Butter Falcon. 
Jeez, which was a man. That's a fun film. Wasn't movie. it a good film? I loved it, yeah. You know, the wrestling part of me had to see it. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, oh, I had absolutely. to see Mick Foley and Jake the Snake Robertson. Yeah, that was but cool. Miley Cyrus showed up the, at the party. Kate Hudson. Uh, of course, Melanie Griffith was there as well. Robert yeah. Downey Jr. and Sean Penn mm-hmm. included uh, the celebrities or Dakota Johnson's party. Um, and um, just a couple WWE things, and we'll wrap up tonight's show. Um, so I don't know if you saw last Friday's SmackDown, the debut on Fox, but I Brock is your new WWE champion. He squashed Kofi Kingston in mere seconds in the title match. And mm. at the end of that match, because they had to do something big for SmackDown on Fox, they brought out Kane Velasquez. Oh, snap. Former UFC champion who actually defeated Brock yeah. for the title. And Kane is now interested in working for the WWE. Oh, shit. Setting That's up gonna bring out some drama. Setting up a future match between these two. Of course, this will be a wrestling scripted match. Mm-hmm. But these two had legitimate fights Legit. in the UFC. And those were some. And Kane Velasquez can kick some ass. Right. And I mean, they both can, Bob. They both can. But now we're gonna see it in the WWE. Yeah, when they fought. Crazy. Like when they fought that fight, because I watched that fight. Yeah. Um, you watched Lesnar versus Velasquez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, a real good fight, man. It's a good fight. That was a good fight. So it was good. You know, I didn't expect Kane to get to, to be so dominant in that match, but he was. But uh, I like that. I like how WWE is going to bring that feud from the That's UFC. Cool. From I, I do like that they're pulling, years ago pulling and UFC then, guys. Like if, if they have good talent, yeah. then, then they might as well. Matt know? Riddle has, has showed yeah. his, uh, his skill. Ronda Rousey is doing mm-hmm. phenomenal. Well, yeah, did yeah. phenomenal. She's taking a Take break. Take a little break. She'll be back in the WWE in no time. But oh, yeah. But it's cool to see Kane Velasquez debut. You know, his first appearance on WWE, of course, with Rey Mysterio. As you know, they set that up because Brock Lesnar attacked Rey Mysterio's son. Oh. And that kind of set up that angle, and then he comes out with... So he's like, yo, I'm going to call you that kick your ass. Right. <laughs> right. right. So that was uh, UFC 121 in October 2010. Yeah. It was a uh, first was round TKO where that happened. Dude. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um but um, also um, featured on that amazing SmackDown um, was The Rock. The Rock had to make an appearance, had a nice cool. little promo with Becky Lynch and Baron Corbin. It's nice to see he's still doing WWE stuff. Yeah, right? He's not too big for his fans. Right, exactly. Um, also, um, Tyson Fury, a heavyweight boxing, boxing champion, appeared on SmackDown as well. And they continue that storyline okay. into Raw this past Monday and apparently setting up a future match between Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman, your boy. Yep. As Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury looked eye to eye, they're both monsters. That's a, like those are a pair of large huge. humans. Wow, they're super huge. Yep. And um, I think you know, that'd be kind of a cool match yeah. to see the... Heavyweight boxing champion. So, so WWE wants to pull some, some realistic, you know, actual fighters. Yeah. To to I guess bring some kind of mainstream realism. appeal to maybe realism maybe it, and mainstream appeal. Yeah. yeah. Give it yeah. a little edge. So I have a quick question. Kind of a little edge sure. too. Yeah. If there was a WWE summer camp, <laughs> <laughs> like a week long summer camp mm-hmm. that yeah. you could go to to learn how to fight, yeah. Would you do it? Uh, only if I was like in much better shape. <laughs> <laughs> because if I tried it now, I'd probably cry. Depends on the, <laughs> depends on the tuition, but I think it would be a lot of yeah, fun. If it too. was free. If it was like a, just a... Anybody <laughs> can go, yeah. and you just go to have some fun. I would probably just be taking selfies, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would like. I would take one bump and be like, all right, I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. Carry on. Uh, 
but no, I'd, I'd have fun with it. You yeah, know. I would do it. But I, I would I, totally know, do it. Like, yeah, I take a bump. You and can I'd make up go. your own like not name that kind of bump, and yeah. Yeah. your outfit, <laughs> right? And then yeah. fake punch someone. Yeah, Absolutely, right. I'm into it. <laughs> Real I punch it. someone. <laughs> and this past Sunday was the Hell in the Cell pay per view. I um, heard there was some controversy. Big controversy. This. Apparently, people were. Chanting, uh, cancel WWE's network. Oh shit! Because of it, apparently people are so pissed off. So this is a Hell in a Cell match, right? So it's supposed to have no disqualification. There's supposed to be a winner, and the referee called uh, an end to the match because of the ultra violence with um, Seth Rollins that mm. uh, the violence that he used with weapons against oh. the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Um, but apparently he grabbed a huge mallet from under the ring and drove. Um, yeah, I mean he respond. Uh, it w- it was just crazy because like, just a lot of the hardcore nature of this um, match. Um, so I mean, people chairs, are upset with the mallets, or the referee. The referee. referee oh, the, I see. The okay. controversy called the referee, mm. and we didn't get a winner. Oh. We didn't get a winner. Yeah. So that just means they're gonna have a second one. The crowd erupted in boos, and they they ca- chanted AEW, the competitor of WWE. You know, mm-hmm. they chanted bullshit and blah blah blah. So, you know. yeah, you gotta listen to your fans. Y- yeah, I mean, it is a hell in a cell match. You're supposed to have a winner, right? Yeah. So apparently, there's a hashtag, hashtag canceled WWE Network, which trended on Twitter, and fans were still fuming after that main event. So. Mm. But, you know, they had a really good uh, women's Hell in a Cell match with Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks, which was really cool. well received. Cool, cool. We saw new women's tag team champions crowned as the Kabuki Warriors went heel turn uh, against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross using the green mist, spit green mist in their face to cheat oh, in their match, which is pretty crazy. So, um, so that, that, you know, so they had some highlights. It wasn't completely horrible. But, yes, a lot of people were all up in arms. Mm. about uh, the ending to the Hell in the Cell match. So, mm. so yeah, man. But, yeah, um, right. that, that, that's pretty much all I got for uh, WWE stuff. Um, although the Big Show, I am a fan of the Big Show. His real name is Paul White. He's getting his own travel reality series. Oh, man. Uh, courtesy of ITV America's Think Factory Media and also the WWE Studios. Yo, it's not easy to travel when you're a big guy, man. He's seven foot. He's seven. Four hundred plus pounds. That's a big dude. Big Show he, versus he does the not world. Fit on regular airplane seats. <laughs> big Show versus the world. All right. Um, which is uh, a giant abroad is a working title of yeah. this travel series. <laughs> yeah, he's a big fucking dude. I wonder if he travel on Air BTB with the captain. Yeah, with the guy. Ca- <laughs> it have to be a strong airplane. Man, guys, this is an incredible show tonight. I'm ready to uh, call it t- call it a night as I've been in the studio for. A little too long. A little too long. A lot longer than I had hoped for. So uh, yeah. Um. Any other Matt last minute plugs throughout? So, so I'm a uh, I'm last minute I'm plugs. Filming a feature. I'm, I'm yes. A feature part. Yeah. I love hearing this. Called, yeah, I love it when I get to act. Awesome. Uh, I indie, love indie feature link called Journeyman's Edge. Okay. I, I play a disgruntled firearms instructor. Dude. Oh. Not not too much acting. You're gonna involved. be great. Yeah. yeah this but is yeah. That's, uh, that's method right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's cool. That's yeah, awesome. Totally method. That's really great. Yeah, so I and of course. You want to plug it again? Plug what? You Which got one? you got some instruction. You got some. Oh yeah, yes. that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a workshop coming up 
Um, it's Anxiety and Stress Management for Actors nice. through the SAG Conservatory, November 2nd. Nice. Yep. Very so cool. You go to the SAG After website and yeah. search for the local section for uh, D.C., Mid-Atlantic. Correct. And you'll see the information, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, just look for the conservatory, the Mid-Atlantic. Nice. Conservatory page, so. I love it. I yeah. love it. <laughs> Vanessa Meadows, you're awesome. You guys so happy rock. to have you on Below the Triple Belt. Dubs. Thank you for having me. Triple having Dubs me. back <laughs> on Thank BTV. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. Big Nick has been a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Chachi McFly, who has left the building, and yeah. I am Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soda, your host Woo. with the most guys. Woo. So, uh, ending tonight's show, since we did not have Adrian Martinez call in, I'm going to um, throw out some amazing on-location content. Do it. From uh, this amazing event that I got to go to, the Creative Coalition, which happened in D.C., it's all about supporting the arts. So celebrities, cool. actors, uh, go to Capitol Hill to try to rally to get funding for the National Endowment for the Arts because these are the programs um, that teach arts in school. So usually arts, music are the first programs cut. Yeah, because they see it as the least important. It's of extracurricular. Those yeah. yeah, which is a sad thing because the arts contribute so much. So and as much. artists, all of us Absolutely. in the studio, we all know the importance of theater. Absolutely, and, save my and, life and drawing, oh, yeah. and and um and dance. Yep, and yeah. all those programs that get cut first. So yeah. this organization is organization is really great. We talk about that and also uh, to uh, about the actors uh, and some of their projects, guys. This is a a list list of names that you're going to hear on Below the Belt Show. Some quick interviews that I did at this event, including Anthony Rapp from Star Trek Discovery. Wow, all right. Shameless star Ethan Kukowski. Ethan is, which one is he? He's the younger brother of The Fiona. younger brother, okay. Yeah. Tim Daly from Madam Secretary, who yep. also is the um, president of the Creative Coalition. Uh-huh. Wendy McLennan-Covey of Goldbergs. Oh, yeah. Sherry Appleby, formerly of Roswell and Unreal. Mm-hmm. And actress Katarina Scorsoni from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, all these, cool. All mm-hmm. these great talents you're going to hear on Below the Belt Show. I was only going to play a few of them. Yeah. But Adrian apparently um, had an issue with his flight. Adrian. Damn. So we'll have to get Adrian back for a future show. So you're going to get a lot of great on-location content for tonight's show, guys. Hell, yeah. We'll see you guys next week. We're recording... A special show on Tuesday next week because Ooh. What Death Leaves Behind, a film I worked on, will be screening at Rundle Mills uh, Theater, the no Cinemark shit. Theater in Rundle Mills, Maryland. No shit. What Death Leaves Behind, which stars such great names as Christopher Mann, Vincent Young, Aaron O'Brien, Kelly Dowdle, Johnny Alonzo. Yay. Myself, I, I appear <laughs> in as well. Celebrity Soda. I um, also uh, worked in casting, produced by Chad Morton, Rachel Afori, and directed by Scott Hamilton. Uh, for your local DMV listeners, a lot of buzz has been uh, going on about this great thriller film. I would love all my f- um, friends and, and, of course, my the listeners of Below the Belt Show, if you're a local a listener, uh, to come check it out on Wednesday um, at... Wednesday or Tuesday? Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, okay. We're recording next BTB Tuesday. BTB will be on Tuesday. Right. We're going to record BTB on Tuesday. We're gonna, and we're going to uh, check out this film. I hope you guys, if you're available, can attend at the Cinemark Theater, Rundle Mills. What time? Um, and I believe it's 7 p.m. 7 p.m. I believe it's 7 p.m. Love it. Okay, cool. Love so, it. Um, we'll uh, post it on, uh, post them on social media, the information on Below the Belt Show's official Facebook page um, as well. So Awesome. 
Awesome, guys. On behalf of everybody here, we're going to end with these great interviews from Creative Coalition. Yeah, buddy. And we'll see you guys next week. Until then, peace. Peace. Huzzah. <laughs> Yay. Al Soto here at the Intercontinental Hotel at DC's Wharf here for the Creative Coalition's Right to Bear Arts Gala. We're really excited to be here to talk to some of the celebrity guests in attendance, Anthony Rapp, Tim Daly, Wendy McClendon-Covey, and more. So stay tuned for Click on This. All right, guys, we're here with actor Ethan Kokoski. Hopefully that's close enough. That's, that's great. That's exactly it. <laughs> I, I did have a question. How? What is it like with Emmy Rose from Not On Set anymore? Oh, we'll definitely miss her, but yeah. we're, you know we're excited to still come back as a family. Right. You know, that we're definitely excited to all be still working together, but yeah, we'll miss her. Yeah. And doesn't rule out the uh, return of a guest star, of course, right? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I know our showrunner would like that. Yes, and you enjoyed uh, your day in Capitol Hill today. I heard it was pretty successful. Yes, today was my first day I've ever been to D.C. So you know we went to Congress, lobbied, and tried to get you know these nonpartisan issues done. It was for a really good cause. Wow, your first first time in DC? Yeah, first time ever. Wow. It is. I, I actually um, started with it last year, and it was fresh out and available. And the doctor, when I checked in with my brain cancer, she was like, "You're going to go on this right away as soon as we can get it to you." And it was just a couple weeks, and I was on it. Wow. Uh, so how's the prognosis since you started using it? So far, so good. Um, yeah, it's it's a great thing to wear, and I just encourage anyone who has cancer, brain cancer, to use it. I think that we have, there was a lot of goodwill, and uh, I think that, you know, one of the things that we do is try to provide uh, our allies with talking points so that they can help us convince their colleagues who might be on the fence to support the National Endowment for the Arts and support arts education. So uh, we'll see how it plays out, but I have a good feeling about how today went. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, we look forward to Madam Secretary Season 6 and Maryland Film Festival has, before you know it, a film that you worked on, oh, yeah, that screening on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, that's did awesome. Did you know that? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, part of the Maryland oh, Film cool. Festival. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Great. Okay. Guys, we're here with actor extraordinaire Anthony Rapp of Star Trek Discovery here at the Creative Coalition, Right to Bear Arts Gala. Welcome to DC, and how was your day at Capitol Hill today? I'm still trying to, like, be able to make sense of it, because I've, I've done a lot of grassroots activism, but I haven't been right. on the Hill talking to the lawmakers in their offices and all that right. stuff, so I didn't honestly know what to expect. I was really happily surprised at how present and receptive they were, and open right. to having the conversation. Like, there, we did, there was no convincing. Um, and what was interesting, but I didn't even think about until I had this experience too, was that even though there are these issues like that they felt positive about, they still it still mattered that we showed up because they're like, yes, we don't want to ever take things for granted. We want to remember that there are people who are advocating for this so we can continue to have it be present and important and on our front burner. So uh, that just wasn't a piece that I, I just didn't know what to expect and I was yeah. pleasantly surprised by that. And as a veteran actor of stage and screen, the arts is so important in your life. Yeah, uh, how did you get involved with the Creative Coalition? It's it's an organization that I've had my like eyeballs and ears on for a long time, and I've yeah. you know I've always appreciated the you know for better or for worse we live in a society that is a little bit fascinated by celebrity, and it's I'm always happy when people in the public eye are using the platform to talk about things that are in my opinion making the world a better place. So it was an organization that was, felt like it had its heart in the right place, and so I was interested in being a part of it, but I was really honored to be invited finally.
how is it like going day to day on that set with Sinitha Martin Green and all that stellar cast uh, that's a part of your cast? They're family now. I yeah. mean, you know, I, I, this is my first time being a regular on a show, on a TV show. And, oh, wow. Uh, I just feel like I'm, from stories I've heard of from other people over the years, I'm especially lucky yeah. for the, the quality of the Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. Actress extraordinaire, Siri Appleby. Hi, how are you? So how did today's Capitol Hill visit uh, differ from last year's? Last year, last year it was, it just felt very confident that it was right. going to happen. And this year it was deeper conversations, asking more questions, and really trying to get to an understanding about the positive reaction that the arts bring to the lives. So many. Oh, fantastic. And certainly very positive. Yeah. Now that Unreal has ended, yeah. uh, what is next? For Siri Appleby. Um, I'm directing a lot, actually. I've done four episodes of Unreal and Roswell and Pretty Little Liars and Light as a Feather. So it's a really wonderful time in Hollywood, and I'm trying to take as much advantage of that opportunity as possible. And this is the Roswell, New Mexico yes, on CW? I'm directing in Roswell, New Mexico, exactly. How's that experience? And I feel like really being home again. Going back and sort of living in this world again and sort of passing forward everything I've learned in my career to all these other actors that are working their way Fantastic. Look wonderful tonight. Thank you so much, Siri. All right, guys, we're here with actress extraordinaire Wendy McClendon Covey, looking absolutely stunning on the red carpet of Creative Coalition. You're looking in a mirror and you're talking to yourself. <laughs> wow, too flattering. And of course, we don't see the uh, big perm 80s cut today, but. Now, wouldn't it be weird if I walked around looking like that all the time? <laughs> and yeah. uh, of course, uh, season six of The Goldberg just finished up. Yes. And. Uh, Season seven, greenlit. What's the latest on that? It is on the horizon. They've already put pins in us, so yeah. yeah. Those are the good kind of pins. Yeah, I like those pins. <laughs> and uh, I was actually at Sundance uh, this past January. You, you had a film at Sundance, didn't I you? I did, I did. Tell us about it. Imaginary Order. It's a wonderful indie film yes. directed by a lady. Not sure if you've heard, but that's, the, that's what we're trying to do now. Yes. In the industry, a lot of uh, women directors feature some yeah. women directors, writers, producers. So um, this ticks all those boxes, and it's a woman. My my character is a woman who's slowly losing her grip, and uh, it was really fun to play. So how was your day on Capitol Hill today? I think we made some progress. I mean, I know we won't know for sure till we see that budget when it passes, but you know, it's it's really annoying that the arts are always on the chopping block year after year after year when they really don't take hardly anything from the uh, from the federal budget right okay. did you know that very the minimal amount fish and game budget in this country is four billion dollars four billion we're asking for what one 155 million right. that's nothing that's chump change all right guys we're here at actress extraordinaire Katarina Scorsone looking absolutely stunning on the red carpet first of all congratulations on Grey's Anatomy 15 seasons that's I amazing. know we're about to start our 16th how many seasons do you think you can go I mean, at this point, I feel like it's limitless. Uh, I mean, I think one of the things that Shonda Rhimes did was she created a structure that was so solid and so tight that um, that is able to kind of withstand any of the disasters or cast losses or cast gains that we've had. Right. So, and you're here for uh, Creative Coalition, which is an amazing organization. Uh, you were in Capitol Hill today with the rest of the coalition. How did it go? It was really wonderful. 
people. I think um, I was really encouraged to see how little resistance there was to funding the arts. Um, there were there were actually a lot of people who who recognize and value the capacity of the arts uh, to to create innovative thinkers of the future and to to be applied in all sorts of ways that are not just like oh you made a nice painting which is you know has its value but really we're talking about like providing people who don't have access to the arts with with a whole new way of thinking and approaching data and approaching information that can lead us to the kind of innovation that America has been so successful with. Well, it has been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain.